Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> Great again. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and nothing feeling. I believe in the faith that grows. And the bow I goes can make me cry. He has it on his hat. Make America great again. What does that mean? We're going to go back to a time when America was great. The whole concept is it's retrospective. When do you want to go back to, Mr. President? What was the great time that you want to take us back to when America was great? Hey, goodbye. When someone comes to call out bigots and it gets hot, even physical, are they equally wrong as the bigot they are fighting? I argue no. Fighting against hate matters. Drawing a moral equivalency between those espousing hate and those fighting it because they both resort to violence emboldens hate, legitimizes hateful belief, and elevates what should be stamped out. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. You are fake news. Very fake news. I can't believe that someone will have so much like hate in their heart. I don't give a fuck. Gag free wherever he is. And we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Spawn. Welcome. Hello. Earlier this afternoon, we sat down with Owen Schroyer who uh, hosts a daily show over at InfoWars. We met Owen two years ago by happenstance at the RNC, shortly after he famously debated AIDS Skrillex in St. Louis. But it was good to, uh, to catch up with Owen again about everything that's going on amid all the social media purging at InfoWars. So Owen is uh, outspoken as always. He's got a lot to say. We will play that interview to close the show. In the meantime, it's another big week of news more stuff than we can fit into the show, but we're going to try to fit it as we always do anyway. It's going to be a long show. Yep. Uh, big topics tonight include uh, the priest scandal in Pennsylvania. Yet another report of mass child sexual abuse coming out of the uh, Catholic Church. As you heard in the intro there, the Cuomo brothers duel for who is the dumbest and the most embarrassing. New York Governor Andrew says you can't make America great again, Donald Trump, because it was never great in the first place. Okay. <laughs> he had to he had to okay. walk that one back later in the week. Spectacularly. Turns out, what, yeah. turns out he meant America is obviously great. That's that's what he meant when he said yeah. that. And uh and his brother CNN host Chris defends Antifa. So we'll have a listen to that. That was a fun one. Peter Strzok finally got fired eight hundred years later. Peter Sturzak. Peter Sturzak. Shout out to Sticks, of course, yeah. Uh he finally gets fired and John Brennan gets his security clearance revoked. <laughs> Meanwhile, over in Europe, 
Those punk kids are at it again. Those damn kids, the youths, the youths are out. Is it youths or youths? Youths, the two youths. No, it's Ah. a movie reference. Yeah, I probably don't get it. (laughs) The youths, the youths, they're out in the streets burning cars. Now, the youths, of course, is a euphemism, a euphemism for, um, well, it certainly has (laughs) nothing to do with the religion of peace. No, indeed. Nothing to do with that. We'll take a look at that story. Uh, speaking of nothing to do with the religion of peace update on the nothing to do with the religion of peace compound in New Mexico, <laughs> a lot of new stories coming out there Yeah, and two Americans killed by ISIS in Tajikistan. Am I saying that correctly? North of Afghanistan, Tur- Tajikistan, Tur- I don't know. Live chat, Tajikistan. Live chat's going to rip us apart. Anyway. So they were, they were blogging previously about how they don't believe in evil. Yeah. This got a lot of coverage this week. It's, it's honestly a very sad story. Yeah. Also tragically ironic. Yeah pretty sad but also these people were really stupid and naive so did they deserve it no but did they have it coming yeah i think i think if there's something to learn from it it's it's the that with um i hate that word naivete naiveness we're on a roll with words tonight yeah with naivete comes a lot of danger you know and that's that's the tragic part of it uh twitter twitter finally goes after alex jones he gets a, a one-week suspension, and Jack Dorsey goes on TV to explain why. And hoax hate update from a previous story we had a couple weeks ago, or last week, I forget. And a new case, new case of hoax hate before we get to Owen. And we will take super chats on YouTube, and yes, that's a crappy drum roll, Streamlabs. Yeah. I, got, I set up the Streamlabs account. So some of you guys were- I can totally manage a new tab. Yes, it's one more thing for Blonde to manage. More on that in a moment. We'll take Super Chats on YouTube and Streamlabs. Uh, in between topics, we read 10 bucks and up, of course, on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting the show on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's Beauty in the Beta at gmail.com if you want to listen to the show you can do that with the links to the audio platforms in the in the uh, description take the show on the go if you choose to do so wherever you find your podcast you can find us what are you laughing about it's a live chat they're like bitch you have one job it's true but i have a million tabs open that's timely so um a couple a couple of announcements because i want to talk about streamlabs here also bitshoot so people have been asking about bitshoot and streamlabs as alternatives to youtube because maybe you don't like the youtube censorship certainly we don't maybe you uh take issue with the gigantic cut that you take youtube takes out of super chat whatever your reason is you can watch the show later on bitshoot if you if you'd like that link is in the description the the stream doesn't feed to bitshoot but the podcast once it's posted on demand will be over there and then um so streamlabs is set up the link is in the description I have, I've been in contact with Streamlabs because they got my account set up to handle credit cards, but they're not working. So Streamlabs said, yeah, we fixed it for you. No, they didn't. So if you try to use a credit card, it's probably not going to work. For now, PayPal, Skrill, and Crypto work. So if, if you'd prefer to use Streamlabs, that's the options right now. And I'm working on the credit card situation with them as soon as they can fix it. But the same rules apply to Streamlabs. We'll read 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show. All Streamlabs, Super Chats on the Wednesday show. And you're going to be thrilled to hear me say this. This is the last week of fantasy football signups. You won't oh, have to signups. Yes. You won't have to hear me talk about it again. Really? You You're for... not going to talk about it once it starts? 
No, because once the league's starting, it doesn't need to be advertised on the show. Sweet. But if you are interested in playing and a chance to play in my fantasy football league, there's a link in the description. You can fill out that form. Ten lucky winners are going to get an email to join my league. Not everybody can get into the league, but everybody will get a chance at a survivor pool if you're not one of the ten lucky ones. So if you have entered, the deadline is Wednesday. No more entries after Wednesday. Check your emails after Wednesday because I'll be emailing out to people who want a spot in the league. You got 48 hours to respond. If you don't respond, I move on to the next person. So if you're if you're entered, be sure to stay on top of that email and get back to me when I when I reach out later in the week. What else we got? Oh, a couple pieces of art. A couple good, good pieces. Yeah. So just a quick one from Michael. Michael Schlecht. He's uh he's got Jared Holt with his what is this, a bowl of like soy soy milk cereal? It's soy products in there. What's that? No, like aren't there actual soybean? What, what's behind? Oh, it's too advanced for me. Huh. Anyway, he's got his soy dish and his internet gong, his <laughs> internet gong of justice. He just keeps banging it until everyone's banned. Man, he's got serious stoner face. Is that what he looks like? Yeah, that's this like classic picture of him that's always circulating. Something about him is like viscerally repulsive. It's those sad stoner <laughs> eyes. Physically grotesque, as, physically Alex, grotesque. <laughs> as Alex Jones would say. As always, Jared, you're invited onto the show. I won't even call yeah, you physically grotesque. But he won't be here. We know that. Uh, and then, of course, Rich is back with an alternate reality. This time, we are uh, broadcasting from China, I suppose. This is Becky, Fu Ra, and Matt Lee Wang. This They're hosting amazing. the show. Says Rich. Hide your dogs or they're going to end up on the menu. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And do you have a book on your shelf called Ching Chong? Um, it you might do. say that. You do. Yeah. And, then it's, and there's one that says dog recipes. Oh, my God, Rich. You're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> and then your fan says zero to execution. It's the details. It's the details in Rich's work. Amazing. This, this might be my favorite one yet. I say that every time, though. They're always very good. Yeah. That's so good. You, you think he's going to run out of ideas and he doesn't. So thank you, Rich. We appreciate it. Yeah. News we won't discuss much this week, but it was a big deal. Uh, Aretha Franklin passed away. That's very sad. What day? It was Thursday. Uh, I think so. so. So everyone's paying tribute to Aretha Franklin, including Al Sharpton, the Reverend Al Sharpton, Sharpton, who still hosts his show on MSNBC, I'm told. I don't think I've actually seen it on TV in probably 10 years, but it's still a thing. And, um, and Al Sharpton wanted to honor Aretha Franklin. So he went and put together a, a one, one of her you know, most famous songs, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right? Respect, Aretha Franklin. He put together a, a, a remix of that. So this is Al Sharpton paying tribute to Aretha Franklin this week. Of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Find out what it means to me. R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Well played. I got you. Well played, Al. That's so bad. So stupid. Would you say it was respectful? Or was it disrespectful? Disrespectful. <laughs> disrespectful? Yeah. That sounds kind of racist. Low actually. IQ Al Sharpton. Jeez. Ooh. Hey, if Trump can say it about Maxine Waters, I can say it about Al Sharpton. Well, you have, what you have to do is call a white person low IQ to to prove that you're equal in your application of calling people dumb. That's Jared Holt, this. low IQ, Jared Holt. Low IQ, Jared. <laughs> okay. So uh, in, other, in other news, who could have foreseen this coming? <laughs> Kazoo impersonator Michelle Wolf, famous for 
famous for what did you do with the at the White House Correspondence Center? Said that Sarah Huckabee Sanders was an Uncle Tom, but for white women, a, a white woman who embarrasses other white women. Remember that bit? Yeah. Oh, I remember. Then she started her Netflix show called The Break, in which she celebrated abortion with an actual marching band routine. Celebrated not not the right to choose, but literally like the act of killing your child in utero. Everyone was pissed off about that, and she doubled down with a bit comparing ICE to ISIS. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Well, her show has been canceled. It last aired on July 29th, or the last episode was released by Netflix on July 29th. And apparently they're not bringing it back. Not only did um, Netflix announce this, I think on Twitter, but the Daily Beast is reporting as of late Friday night that the writing staff and showrunners at the break her show found out about their show's cancellation on Twitter. None of us can <laughs> quote. None of us can believe how classlessly Netflix has handled this. Aww. A source close to the show told the daily beast. Um, I definitely would like to be lectured by the staff, the writing staff of Michelle Wolf's show on classiness. Yeah. I Please, definitely would. Yes. Wolf herself has yet to respond. I took a look at her Twitter and it, she hasn't tweeted in like a week and a half. Cause she's more, so sad. Two weeks. Uh, yep, I do not have any uh, feelings of sympathy for her. Nope. She even I... got another abortion just to boost her <laughs> Maybe she should become an abortionist. <laughs> Are you here to get one? <laughs> okay. Uh, now here's the question. With the So it's been disaster after disaster for Netflix. So you had Amy, Schumer, Amy Schumer's leather special, Chelsea Handler's show, yeah. but she didn't get canceled. She left to pursue political activism or whatever she said. And now Michelle Wolf. How soon will it be until Netflix makes another show with a shrieky, unfunny female comic? How soon uh, is it going to be? There's another one in the works, I bet. Who's it going to be? And who's it going to be? Um... I don't know. Who do you think it's going to be? Don't know. Just uh, if you got thoughts, put them, I don't know, send, us, send them our way. Place your bets. How is Netflix going to double down on this thing they keep trying Kathy to shove down? Kathy Griffin. Oh, yes. Kathy Griffin. That Please would be do fun. it. Sarah Silverman would be another good pick. Oh, geez. Didn't she mm. have something crash and burn too recently, though, for them to do that? What happened to her show on Hulu? This is America. Or not This is America. Uh, I think it Sa- was called. Sarah Silverman, I Love America. I thought it was This Is America. No, that's Donald Glover's bit. Oh. Whatever. We're we're wasting time on Michelle Wolf. Tell me about Catholic priest child molestation. There's a transition for you. Oh, geez. I mean, we're not going to spend too much time on this, um, but man, it's it's really bad. We're going to link the grand jury report in um, in the description, but bishops and other leaders of the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania have been covering up sexual abuse by more than 300 priests over the last 70 years. And it looks like thousands of victims. It's a thousand identifiable victims, and they think that tons haven't come forward. I was reading about it in the New York Times, and some of the accounts are just like really horrible. Forced abortions, like uh, sexual molestation of babies. It's horrible jesus christ absolutely horrible um they persuaded victims not to report the abuse and law enforcement not to investigate it that's also in the grand jury report did they say how they persuaded them was it It just a lot of public pressure some lobbying efforts uh this is the broadest examination yet by any government agency in the united states of child sexual abuse in the catholic church like in its history 
so I encourage people to to read it. Uh, and a lot of people are afraid to come forward, have been silenced in other ways. Um, so who knows if, if there are a thousand identifiable victims? I mean, hmm. this, this could have affected 3,000, 5,000 people. Anyway, this article also says uh, church officials followed a playbook for concealing the truth. Uh, the grand jury said minimizing the abuse by changing words like rape into inappropriate contact. And then they also kept reassigning priests um, to other areas. So if somebody got caught raping somebody in Pennsylvania, they'd send them to Los Angeles and then they'd say oh. that he just left because of health issues, things like that. They weren't telling the community the real reason that that he left. Um it's it's really really bad, and the grand journey and the attorney general strongly recommended that the statute of limitations be extended in this case. But we're kind of waiting to see what happens. But this was just yeah. released on Tuesday. It's made a big stir, obviously. So I read that a lot of the guys who are accused are dead. Even that's how far back a lot of this yeah, stuff goes. Seventy so, years, seventy years. So that combined, like people being dead, combined with statute of limitations, odds are we don't get a lot of answers for much yeah. of this, if not all. Is yeah. that fair to say? Yep, definitely. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not really sure what the solution is to this. Allowing priests to marry, I think, would would be helpful. I think that what's happening here is we're seeing a lot of people try to disguise their pedophilia by going into the priesthood where people aren't going to be asking questions about um, Hmm. their lifestyle or their sexual proclivities, and they'll have a lot of access to young boys and girls. Yeah, that's that's the great question. Is it, uh, at least in what you're saying there, and I've heard a lot of people talking about this, is it something about the structure of the church that creates this, or is it something about the structure of the church or the church itself that attracts people who are already predisposed to this? I think it attracts people and then maybe it, it continues to draw people as they hear about uh, things like this getting covered up and, and the priest being protected by the church. They're like, well, I could I could be an, basically an open pedophile and not have to face any legal consequences. And of course, it's it, those things aren't mutually exclusive either. It could be right. some combination of both of those things. Hmm. All right. It's horrible. I don't have too much to say about it other than Yes, this sucks a lot. Uh, when I saw the news breaking, I the, the I think obviously what sucks is the scale of the abuse here, if all of this is true. The other thing that sucks is I saw this break uh, on the morning news, whatever day it was, and my reaction was not on the scale that you would expect given the scale of this offense. Like I see these stories and I go, yeah, that sounds like what I've heard before. Yeah, that, exactly. That's not shocking to me. Right. I mean, it's not surprising. Um I don't want to deflect from this problem in the Catholic church because this is clearly a problem, but the rate of sexual abuse in public schools is still even keeping this into account, Hmm. taking this into account still higher than it is in the Catholic church. Oh, really? I don't, I've, I've never looked at data on this. I mean, I'm not, I I have no idea, but whatever's going on, this is obviously something that's gotta be, that's gotta be fixed up. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the Cuomo's? I guess so. I know I do. This made me fucking rage this week <laughs> which cuomo would you prefer to go with first do you want chris or andrew let's, I've... let's talk about and let's talk about andrew cuomo okay so andrew is the i think he's the older brother it doesn't really matter he's one of the cuomos that we're going to discuss andrew is the governor of new york and he is giving a speech on wednesday night i forget what this actual event was but it's something about women's rights it's some sort of women's organization some sort of women's interest group And he's speaking there and he says uh, something basically to the effect of 
hey, don't we hate Donald Trump? Don't we hate how he says make America great again? And he wants to take America. It sounds like he wants to take America back to outdated times, basically. We're not going to make America great again because America was never great or at least never that great. It's not going to be great till all the women actually have equal rights, which apparently they don't in this country because I'm a wage gap or whatever reason that he, he seems to think there's inequality. Uh, but this is what um, this is what Mr. Cuomo had to say on Wednesday night, his original commentary. <sighs> he has it on his hat. Make America great again. What does that mean? We're going to go back to a time when America was great. The whole concept of is it's retrospective. When do you want to go back to, Mr. President? What was the great time that you want to take us back to when America was great? We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Also note there are some people laughing in the crowd and stuff. This was, there wasn't a lot of booing. For that's, that. that's all I'm outrageous. saying. Outrageous. That is yeah. outrageous, well, especially coming from a New Yorker. I mean, so, New York City was supposed to be was supposed to be the place. Well, let's hear why it was never that great. What do you have to say, Andrew? We have not reached greatness. We will reach greatness when every American is fully engaged. We will reach greatness when discrimination and stereotyping against women 51 percent of our population is gone because we have not yet fully liberated the women in this country and we will and new york will lead the way and watch new york rise thank you and god bless <laughs> okay women aren't fully liberated i don't even know what he means by that yeah. yeah. What, what could he, is he going to talk about the wage gap? I don't or, know. Are we but... still here? Are we still here talking about the fucking wage gap? Tell me, I uh, just real, it doesn't even require that much elaboration. If you could just give me one example in which women don't have legal equality, I would, I, it could be argued legal preference, of course, in a lot of custody battles and things like that. Yeah. L let alone legal discrimination. There is no legal discrimination in the eyes of the law. There is only inequality that is the product of freedom, but you know, when freedom produces inequality, we got to fix that by controlling everyone and forcing them to make the right. right choices. Okay, now Trump seizes on this, of course, because you know Trump's going to tweet out about that. So in all, in all caps, Trump tweets out, we're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Can you believe this is the governor of the highest tax state in the U.S., Andrew Cuomo, having a total meltdown? And he even capitalized highest tax state. Like it's an official slogan of New York or something. <laughs> Might as well be. You know, official state nickname, highest tax state. Okay, and then this is this is the really dumb part. Well, I guess there are multiple dumb parts, but Andrew <laughs> Cuomo doubles down. He replies to this tweet, which yeah. is the, the stupidest thing he could have done. Doubling down, quotes the tweet and replies, uh, what would you say would be great again, or what you say would be great again would not be great at all. We will not go back to discrimination, segregation, sexism, isolationism, racism, or the KKK. Like New York's motto says, Excelsior, ever upward, not backward. Okay. 
Uh, I mean, as though the only thing America has to be proud of in its past is discrimination, segregation, sexism, isolation, right. racism, and the KKK. Okay, cool, dude. Way to double down on your hatred for the heritage of this country. Real smart political move. Now, he got a lot of... Um, a lot of he got, he got in a lot of trouble for this, and he had to back down. Obviously, he had to clarify because now not only were Republicans pushing back on him, he got pushed back from journalists and and other people. So he's his his staff at least clarifies, uh, and he comes out on Friday and says that he was he being uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo, he was inartful with his comments. He said, "I want to be very clear. Of course, America is great, and of course, America has always been great." Uh, really? my family is evidence of American greatness. So what he meant by America was never that great is of course, America is great. And of course it has always been great. <laughs> and here's the, and here's the, here's where it gets really interesting is even though politically the best thing he could have done is clarified this right away, not doubled down with the tweet, clarified this right away, even though he already basically set a landmine for himself, but now he's really pissed everybody off because yeah. he's pissed off just people who are of generally patriotic persuasion, but then he pissed off all the people whose only, um, whose only indicator they use to, to create their opinions is their hatred of Trump. Right. So, right. so the Huffington post puts out this headline, uh, in response to all this, it was the front page of the Huffington post quivering Cuomo folds to Trump. The New York governor, that New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, quote, of course, America is great. So they're all pissed off at him for folding to Trump, a.k.a. just having general pride in one's country. Yeah, but this should be a lesson to all people that you just shouldn't acquiesce when you get mm. in trouble and when hate mobs come after you. Even when you say something idiotic like America was never great, people would still have more respect for him if you just like didn't. You know. So he really should have dug in beyond the tweet. Is that what you're saying? Uh, just in general, I don't think that people should do this backtracking as a response mm. to public outrage. I think it makes them look weak. If you're going to have some kind of stupid position, you know that he hates America. He, the way he said it did not seem mistaken or, um, unclear in any way. It seemed planned. It seemed it intentional. Planned, right. It seemed, uh, honest and, and heartfelt, frankly. Yeah. So I, do buy it as his sincere sentiment in the way that right. he said it. I'm supposed to believe that he actually thinks America's great now just because he's like, Ooh, I'm sorry. Hmm. Should have just he, continued doubling down. He folds to Trump because Trump told him that puppies are cool. And he said, yeah, sure they are. It's like for the Huffington post, whatever Trump says, even if it's just like, Hey, America's a great place. Trump Trump's wrong on that. Trump said it. So America must be awful. We might, we hate this country because Trump likes it. Man, this is how deep wait. they're, Trump the reaction in 2020 is going to be maybe even more delicious than in 2016. Hatred of this country is not a viable platform. No, that is, that is an incredibly stupid political platform. And isn't that what they are all running on? It seems so. I mean, we see increased evidence of it like this. Um, you could argue that to some extent, Chris Cuomo, his brother is of a similar persuasion, maybe on more subtle terms, but the less subtle thing about what he's talking about is his, quasi endorsement of violence uh basically so chris cuomo is his brother on cnn who we see all the time chris cuomo gets onto his show on monday night in his closing argument or whatever he calls it to end his show and his his argument is basically this uh, he does say antifa protesters are wrong to hit people police reporters 
civilians, whatever, even Nazis themselves, the dreaded Nazis. But he says, quote, uh, but fighting hate is right. And in the clash between hate and those who oppose it, those who oppose it are on the side of right. So Cuomo's argument is basically this. Um, it's wrong to be violent, right? But some violence is more morally virtuous than other violence. Punching a Nazi because of his ideas is not the same thing as punching a communist for his because their ideas are more moral versus less moral. It's uh, not something with which I agree, but uh, this is what Chris Cuomo had to say on his show on Monday night. Now, you've been hearing it. There's a lot of whataboutism and spin going on, and it's kind of sickening to me. So let's all agree on some common understandings. A protester uses their voice. When you use your hands in a violent way, you are a rioter. But I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. In the eyes of the law, yes. But in the eyes of good and evil, here's the argument. If you're a punk who comes to start trouble in a mask and hurt people, you're not about any virtuous cause. You're just somebody who's going to be held to the standard of doing something wrong. But when someone comes to call out bigots and it gets hot, even physical, are they equally wrong as the bigot they are fighting? I argue no. Fighting against hate matters. Now, how you fight matters, too. There's no question about that. But drawing a moral equivalency between those espousing hate and those fighting it because they both resort to violence emboldens hate, legitimizes hateful belief, and elevates what should be stamped out. The bigots are wrong to hit. Antifa or whomever, anarchist or malcontent or misguided, they are also wrong to hit. But fighting hate is right. And in a clash between hate and those who oppose it, those who oppose it are on the side of right. Those hateful few who take solace and encouragement from the president's efforts, my message to you is simple. Be aware there are many more of us who see you as unequal, as less than, and you will be opposed at every turn because what you are about is wrong and fighting you is right. Oh. <laughs> do you remember, first, first thing I had to say, do you remember back when Scaramucci was in the Trump White House oh, yeah. and he went on Chris Cuomo's show for like a half hour interview and Chris Cuomo bitched saying, well, you call us biased and not objective. That's very mean. And it's like, you're going to tell me that's an objective, unbiased news report piece, Chris Cuomo? Are you serious? Uh, yeah, that's that's outrageous. But it does go to show that, um, you know, both of us think that we're fighting on the side of what is right and what is virtuous and that there's going to be no negotiation. Yeah, there's uh, well, yeah, there's a lot of danger in what he's saying, because the argument he's making could be used in the exact opposite way that well, is I do say, feel basically the exact opposite way that he does yes uh and that's but that's why it's dangerous is both sides could use that argument for escalation of violence and I, my disagreement with him is this that 
I don't think there's a difference in morality of punching someone for ideas or hitting someone for ideas. It's not more moral to punch a Nazi because of his ideas than it is to punch a Catholic or a Muslim or a Jew because of his ideas. It's You don't punch people over ideas. It, it really gets to this question, a fundamental question of, is there a such thing as a moral or immoral right or wrong idea or thought? And Chris Cuomo would clearly have to say yes, yes. that there is thought crime Therefore, violence against thought criminals is more or less justified depending on the nature of the thought crime. Uh, where, what, what I'm thinking, my, my line of thinking here is when those ideas go into action. So yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel effectively the same way that he does, but, um, it's because I think that people, people with like Antifa are actually doing cultural destruction. I mean, that's not just an idea. Yeah, it, well, your beef with them is not strictly their, their communistic ideas. or anarchist ideas. It is with it's their physical <laughs> dis- their physical destruction, their physical assault on people. Mm-hmm. And I I will remind everyone as we've been talking about the latest example of this, I presume that Chris Cuomo is referencing didn't actually feature any Nazis or very few Nazis. Remember when we went through the Charlottesville footage, was it last weekend or two weekends ago? They were assaulting police officers and reporters just there doing their jobs. Nobody there was a thought criminal. There weren't, there weren't any Nazi thought criminals, yet they were still being violent. Mm-hmm. Those people are committing acts of violence in pursuit of a virtuous anti-bigotry, anti-hate cause. So tell me, Chris Cuomo, what on the, on the Cuomo scale of virtue and justice and morality, where do they fit? And he's clearly trying to bait people into uh, violent clashes. Hmm. This is the same guy too. Remember, he was tweeting out comparing Antifa to uh, to soldiers storming the Normandy Beach on D Day. That was, I think, that was on D Day. I think he tweeted it out. Like, here's a look at the, here are some Antifa guys fighting Nazis sixty years ago or whatever he said, something like that. Uh, yeah, I guess seventy years ago, whatever. Uh, Anyway, who um who's your who's your who's your dumbest Cuomo? Who's your most hated Cuomo this week? I gotta go with Chris Cuomo on this one. I gotta go with Chris because of the violence implications. Yeah, uh, what what Andrew did is spectacularly stupid politically, but it is not uh, a minimization of political violence or a trying to be nuanced with the ethics of political violence. Sorry, Chris. That was a call to violence. It, it's very close. I mean, he, he did say, look, violence is bad. Don't do it. But some violence is more justifiable. Okay. This is what Antifa wants to hear. They want to hear that they're righteous, that they're fighting for a higher cause, hmm. a higher virtue. Well, he knows I'm that. Sh- this is, this sure is beyond a virtue signal. Cuomo. This is beyond like, look at me. Look at what a good person I am. This is uh, telling people to continue to continue this violent clash. It's right there. I mean, it's 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 teetering the line. Yeah, it's I mean, I I can't call it incitement to violence in the purest sense because he's not articulating a clear plan, an actionable plan that's imminent. So that's the standard. Yeah, but he's pussyfooting around it because he works for CNN and he can't actually do that. Hmm. But he's fueling them in the way that they that they need that they desire. Hmm. Well, I. 
I just have to be consistent. Like we're going to talk about Alex Jones in a little bit and his discussion of violence that they try to pin him on. And I, I try to be very specific in that case too, where it's like, unless they're making an actionable plan that's imminent, I don't care. Uh, and I'm not going to, but, but here's, I guess here's the inconsistency too. This sort of stuff uttered out of the mouth of Alex Jones is used to ban him off social media. This sort of stuff uttered out of the mouth of, uh, mouth of Chris Cuomo, that's totally fine. That's virtuous. That's probably actually promoted by most Silicon Valley mm-hmm. tech giants. Yeah. It's just fine. Okay. We, let's, uh, let's take a break. Let's see if we can figure out the new Super Chat technology. Uh, let me reload Streamlabs. I actually think that Streamlabs hasn't updated, so hmm. we will just continue using using YouTube. Okay. Do, do, do. Uh... <laughs> uh okay. Oh, I have it. Fine. Now, oh. now I'm ready. You oh. gotta be punctual. Mistimed. Yeah, JV Dude 906. I'm finally catching you guys after a few weeks. Good to be back and looking forward to a great job. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Um, my nose is itchy. The fires here, my it, they're actually burning my eyes. They're coming in. The smoke's coming in from Canada. It's yeah, the smoke is bad so here smoky. too. We're getting Canadian and California, yeah, and crazy. a little bit of a little bit locally too. There's a couple it's small fires my, right here. My nose and my eyes. Um, Falcon Millennial, just to confirm, the email is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Also, mm-hmm. just replaced my computer and sending the email tonight. Sorry for the de- delay. P.S. I know it's an old story, but we cave divers tried. Tired. Tried? Uh, what's the story? Are we talking cave diving? Are we talking about the tie? The tie? Cave divers. I don't know. Talking about the cave issue? Um, that yes, is that our is, email, yeah. Falcon Millennial. Thank you for that. Mafia Guido, it's so obviously pronounced Utes and a fun story. I never got the joke when I first saw that movie because I grew up around the thick Italian accent and understood Joe Pesci perfectly. Mm. I was making a joke about um, my cousin Vinny. I've not seen it. You have I've never seen a seen single movie my in my cousin Vinny. I haven't seen a movie ever. Never watched one. Yeah, but that movie's amazing. Um, mm. Far too hard says Darwin proving hate is real by ensuring those who don't believe it don't reproduce. Mm. I don't know what he's referring to. What stupid people have we talked about today? Uh, the, the Cuomos? <laughs> My brain's already fried. I'm sorry. Uh, notes behind the bar. Matt, did someone replace your cores with a Red Bull this week, or did you get laid? You're seeming a little zippier than usual, man. Good hmm. to see you guys. Um, I can confirm neither, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, just a good, it's just a good weekend, I guess. I mean, and I'm drinking water. I don't, even, I don't even have a spiked Coors or anything. Were you drinking a Red Bull? No. Oh. In fact, I was really tired today. Hmm. So I thought I was going to. Are you a coffee drinker? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with breakfast usually, but not more than that, like one cup. Yeah. Our apprentice says, it's always awesome when my home state, Connecticut, makes national news. Nothing like being known for a record number of drug overdoses in one place. Wow. Democrat run, obviously. Is that where the spice overdose happened this week? It it did. It was New Hmm. Haven. Okay. I didn't. I didn't hear about that or read yeah, about it. Yeah, somebody asked about it on Wednesday. Seventy people overdosed in a park. Oh, that's right. I remember someone referencing marijuana. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, dude. Agent Flippy. I doubt y'all remember from last week, but my super chat on Alex Jones was by no means an endorsement of his banning from multiple platforms. Kind of hard to convey a point fully in two hundred characters. I don't remember actually. I can't remember the specific uh, super chat. So if you have thoughts, go ahead and email us. Uh, but thank Bob, you. Appreciate Bob it. Smith says, Jesus, how much does YouTube take out of Super Chats? I need to up my Super Chat game. They actually take 30%. Hmm. 
Yes, can confirm. Can confirm. Yeah. Uh, Jaji Boy, I guess Netflix took Wolf's advice about abortion and killed her show. <laughs> early trimester. Yeah, early term. Early first trimester. Term. And it was a yeah. first trimester show cancellation. Yeah. But, but, yeah, it started in May and it was canceled yeah. by the end of uh, July. So, yeah, Friday, right there. That means it was constitutionally protected, right? Yeah, constitutionally yeah. protected show cancellation. Redicus, so Netflix did a Trump by firing a Trump firing by Twitter. She is now in a class with Comey Tillerson, etc. My recommendation <laughs> is bring back the nanny where she aborts the kids. <laughs> okay. All right. Evans. Thank you. Matt, Tim Poole said he liked your video on Michelle Wolf. You should get him on the show. He's a center left, but a good guy. He has been on the show. Pretty yeah, we so. had him. Um, but you, I, I think it was just me and Tim that first you. time. Yeah. yeah, it was in January, but we could have him back. I know he'd come back. Um, I've, I've, I back and forth with Tim once in a while, but thank you to Tim for shouting out my stuff and thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Oh, excuse me. Um, bearded Bjorn says, was listening to the Colin show mega cringe. Whenever Matt said Aussie, it's pronounced Aussie like the Osborne. No, fucking it's goof. It's Melbourne and it's Aussie. Oh my God. Melbourne. Melbourne. It's not Melbourne and Aussie. Michelle Wolf looks like the definition of fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah, Jesus. she really does. <laughs> All right. Her mom drank hard. David Finkel, let's freak my wife out who's watching with me by you all saying hi to Megan and Pythagoras, the cat pie for short. Ooh. She's not paying attention to the fact I'm sending you this right next to her. Should be funny. Hi, Megan and hi, pie. Pythagoras. Hi, pie and Mrs. Finkel. Thank you for that, Dave. Appreciate it. Boogeyman917. Come on, Al. Aretha even tells you how to spell it in the lyrics. Low <laughs> IQ indeed. In other, in other news, perhaps a better headline would have been Netflix decided to abort Michelle Wolf's new show. I'm sorry, Boogeyman. Joshy Boy got to that joke right before you. Get wow. one! All right. God, terrible. <laughs> Let's do a few more. Benjamin Abrams. If Rotterham taught us anything, it's that priests were of a religion that doesn't give enough victim points. Islamist training camp, nothing to see. Christians, nonstop attack coverage. Exactly. That, yeah, that, and that is one of the only reasons that we, we didn't talk about that for too long. We will probably spend more time on this Muslim combat. <laughs> well, the news coming out of the compound's crazy. Not it's to minimize so the, the, yeah, there's just right. a lot of oddities. We'll talk about both. They're, look, they're both big news stories. Yeah. I'm not approaching this with like a preference of targeting either. No, I mean, either, a, a conclusive, uh, a grand jury report of 70 years, thousands of victims. Yeah. I mean, that's no small thing. Um, Pittsburgh Netflix just released a trailer for a documentary that follows BuzzFeed writers around. Ugh. Oh, might God. have to finally cancel Netflix. Uh, I might, I might give that a, I might give that a watch for um, content purposes. What, like the not Try for... Guys or oh, I guess writers. Ooh, that. Ugh. Did you watch that Try Guys video I sent you where they're trying on? No, I've, I haven't watched one since they got their testosterone tested or whatever that Those was. Those guys, like two of them, are married to women. Yeah, yeah. And none of them are gay. I remember the one guy, and I'm not going to reenact it because I learned my lesson last time. I did this on screen, and it became recurring meme all the time. What, but one of them, face? yeah, one of them on Instagram, did the total soy grin, like uh, framing up his wife's pregnant belly, like she's standing there pregnant, and he's doing the soy grin, pointing at it. And it was just like, oh god, it was skin crawling. It was, uh, yeah, it was bad. Cuddy says Matt Temple mentioned you in a video about Michelle Wolf might have been on his second channel. Thanks for the thanks for the shout cool. out, Tim. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, Tim, we can have Tim back at some point for sure. 
Uh, and last one for right now, Rainer Chen. Not surprised that Michelle Wolf's show got canceled. She could not even make fun of women's appearances correctly. You'd think Netflix would up their standards after Amy, my vagina, Schumer's leather show, which was <laughs> unwatchable. Both of us watched it. It was hideous. Yeah, it was terrible. But at least we got a fun segment out of it when it came we out. We did. Yeah. All right. We're okay. Gonna what do we got next? Oh, uh, we got we got deep state news. You ready for deep state news? I guess. So uh, as, I, as I was saying, uh, 8,800 years later or whatever I said, Peter Strzok is finally gone. He is, he is now fired. And uh, I, I should have spent more time reading about this, so I don't have all the information. But my understanding is there was some kind of FBI internal process is the reason why it took so long. And there was a recommendation that he only get suspended. But ultimately, he was fired anyway. Uh, and this happened on Monday the FBI says Strzok was the subject of the standard FBI review and disciplinary process. The FBI's Office of Professional Responsibility reviewed the investigative materials as well as the written and oral responses of Mr. Strzok and his counsel and issued OPR's decision. Now, that, uh, that I guess that's not that interesting, but for the fact that most people... Well, I, this is such a partisan issue, but most people on the right are very happy about this albeit way too late for much of their taste. The The crazy thing about this story is the first thing that Peter Strzok does when he's fired is he, go, well, he makes a Twitter, he's on Twitter account, he's on Twitter, he makes a Twitter account, and he launches a GoFundMe. He should have done hoax hate and then GoFundMe, that's where he went wrong. Yeah, really. But well, he doesn't need my tips because as of Sunday, uh, as of earlier this afternoon, Peter Strzok has raised over $483,000 on his GoFundMe page. And the original target was $150,000. He just keeps ramping it up and up and up. Or what? His legal it's, It says to cover, on the GoFundMe page, it says to cover Strzok's legal costs and lost income. AKA, it's going straight to his checking account because <laughs> of my lost income. Okay. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this other than I just take it as such a giant demonstration of how divided we are. Like he is, he is a, a quasi treasonous traitor to half the country who's worthy of a jail cell. The other side loves him so much. They're willing to bankroll him for just hating Trump. Basically. I know it's incredible. What did he do? Yeah. What did he do? But hate Trump. That you know? picture of him. He looks so decidedly evil. <laughs> And mind you, this is not from like Breitbart or something. The Hill is, is I guess it's supposed to be just a center publication, not of any particular perspective, but I think it could be argued they often have a, you know, a left slant sometimes on some of their stuff. God, this is not like a hit piece. a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think we were it, talking about this on the Colin show, but I mean, how much money would you have to get paid for half of the country to think that you are treasonous oh, and deserve yeah. to be hanged um well, it, it'd be way more than five hundred thousand dollars for me my only worry is he he is so hated that it's not inconceivable that someone would try to start some shit physically you know what i mean i wouldn't take that i don't want increased physical danger as far as people's opinions of me would i take half a million dollars to be hated publicly uh, maybe but also to have no credibility and to lose the trust of the general public when you were in a that's true situation. invest it wisely don't don't spend it all on one trip it's at really the candy not shop that much money yeah that's yeah, fair fair point i don't but, know uh, it'd have to be like for to get that kind of reputation for me i'd have to be it'd have to be the hundreds of millions of dollars hmm. well 
How about uh, how about John Brennan? You want to talk him? Yeah, yeah. So President Trump on Wednesday revoked the security clearance of former CIA director John Brennan. He had been talking about this for a couple of weeks. He had been floating this idea not just about Brennan, but hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm considering revoking security clearances for people like James Clapper and Susan Rice and Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and more. Uh, so the announcement was made by Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, on on Wednesday. And Brennan, of course, has been highly political and critical of the president. Uh, remember, he recently called the Helsinki meeting with Vladimir Putin, quote, nothing short of treasonous. Uh, he insists, I forget if the op-ed came out before or after he had his security uh, clearance revoked, but he wrote in an op-ed, I think in the New York Times this week, or it might have been Wall Street Journal, either. Uh, but he, he, he wrote that, um, that uh, Trump's claims of... Uh, no collusion or hogwash. He makes this case that Russian collusion is so obvious and Trump totally did it, but he never has any proof despite his security clearance, which might give him access to the highly classified evidence of such collusion that he claims is obvious, but doesn't have any evidence for. Um, so <laughs> Brennan does all kinds of media touring this week as he usually does. And he, in my estimation, overreacts quite a lot. He goes, uh, he does media tours and says that Trump is basically uh, just like every foreign tyrant or despot he's ever dealt with as a, when in his CIA career. And then well, another thing I thought was interesting about this Today Show coverage I'll play here is they just kind of openly peddle this conspiracy theory about why Trump did this, mm-hmm. like the reasoning about why Trump did this. Pay attention to the end of the segment here on uh, John Brennan. And this morning, Brennan is out with a new blistering op-ed in the New York Times in which he says, quote, Mr. Trump's claims of no collusion are, in a word, hogwash. Brennan has been a fierce critic of the president. Mr. Trump believes that this is going to uh, lead me to uh, um, just to go away and be quiet. Um, he is uh, very badly mistaken. Calling the president's decision unprecedented. I've seen this type of behavior and actions on the part of foreign tyrants and despots and autocrats for many, many years. I never, ever thought that I would see it here in the United States. Mr. Trump, in a statement delivered by his press secretary, accusing Brennan of putting the nation's classified information at risk by abusing his access. Mr. Brennan has recently leveraged his status as a former high-ranking official with access to highly sensitive information to make a series of unfounded and outrageous allegations, wild outbursts on the internet and television about this administration. The president's statement yesterday was originally dated July 26th. That's three days after the White House first floated the idea of revoking security clearances. So a lot of people today are saying it looks like the White House had this announcement in its back pocket to try to change the conversation at a time of controversy. Officials here are eager to turn the page on multiple headlines. For one, Mr. Trump's former advisor, Omarosa, accusing him of using the N-word and of being in mental decline. And his former campaign chair on trial and facing the possibility of life life in prison referring to paul manafort of course okay yeah this is those are some wild theories now can i just say to the to the conspiracy angle that why did trump do this he's trying to change the headlines first off you guys run anti-trump headlines every single week it would apply every week it doesn't matter what day he does this you could always say is he trying to change those terrible headlines that we write all the time about mean words to Omarosa who we hated when she was in the White House but she's cool now because she's out of it and she hates Trump too for money okay 
So that that's just silliness. Uh, but they can't help themselves. The other thing Brennan did, he appeared on Meet the Press this morning with Chuck Todd. And this is just bizarre. Granted, I am in no position to offer legal expertise on this issue. But he says he's considering legal action right. against the president. He's going to sue uh, for this, or he's talking to people who are advising him to sue. This is what he had to say this morning. You indicated that you've had lawyers contact you about possible legal action. It's 48 hours later. What would that look like? Is that something you're serious about? Well, I have been contacted by a number of lawyers. If my clearances and my reputation, as I'm being pulled through the mud now, right. if that's the price we're going to pay to prevent Donald Trump from doing this against other people, to me, it's a small price to pay. So I am going to do whatever I can personally to try to prevent these abuses in the future. And if it means going to court, I will, I will do that. Okay. How are you going to do that? Brennan? Is, it's my understanding that these security clearances are privileges. They are not rights or entitlements. You cannot have right. your right to a security clearance be infringed. You, you have a security clearance at the pleasure of the executive. Yeah. So, so this claim, this legal action, again, I'm not lawyer guy. Maybe someone can explain it to me. I don't understand how there could be a legal claim at all. Right. But... I do have some thoughts about this whole process. I'm kind of annoyed with everyone to varying degrees in this. Do you want to, do you have any thoughts on it? You want to go first or I can, so I, I'm mildly annoyed. Well, some people I'm very annoyed with. I'm very annoyed with Brennan. I'm very annoyed with media, but I'm not going to let Trump off the hook necessarily either. Not because I think that this is like wrong or that Brennan has a right to a security clearance, but I'm not sure this is wise politically. And the reason I don't think it's wise politically is because if you do this on this case-by-case basis, like Sarah Sanders came out and said at her press conference, oh, we're considering revoking security clearances for past officials on a case-by-case basis, will you give credibility to the people talking about this as a political weapon and a political tool? I think, I think I'm think i highly receptive to the argument of if you're not in government anymore, you don't need a security clearance, you shouldn't have it. And if people, if we want advice from past officials, maybe they should get a security clearance on an as-needed basis. We'll handle that later. But uh, I, I think it would be much more sensible just to say, here's the new policy. If you're not in government anymore, there's no more security clearance. Get rid of them. And then you've neutralized the argument that this is some political hit job. I think it's politically smarter to do it that way. Right. But I'm not sure if they should be making decisions based upon whether or not they're going to appear to be biased. These people have committed clear infractions are not to be trusted. I don't care if it's done on a case by case basis. That being said, I don't know why any ex-government employee would have a security clearance still. I don't really understand why. I mean, the argument they, the arguments I've seen are that one, these clearances are typically given for a five year period. So it's just normal to let them run, I guess. But the other argument I've heard is, well, you never know whose advice you're going to need from uh, on any particular topic at, an, at any particular time. But that's why I would say, well, just grant them grant as them needed like, then. Yeah. Why, why would we have to keep these all in place? Can they be uh, granted on a temporary basis? I don't know anything about this. So. I, I just, uh, so, you know, again, I don't think it's, I don't, I'm not mad at Trump for taking away this clearance. I just don't know that it was done in the politically smartest way possible, at least for my taste. For Brennan, you're not dealing with tyranny or despotism, dude. You also, I don't, 
explain to me this legal case. I, I, right, right. I can't understand. Your rights are not being infringed upon. You don't have a right to a security clearance. So you, Brennan can keep doing what he wants to do every day. He can go on MSNBC every day and call the president treasonous Hitler every day. His rights to speak are not being infringed upon. I've heard like First Amendment rights invoked in this case. I don't understand how that's in play. Um, and then, of course, for the media, there's no conspiracy necessary. This is the same thing we see every week. This is Trump being Trump. This is Trump acting Trumpy. And this is the people on the receiving end of the Trumpiness overreacting in the way that they always do. Like Trump does something that I that to me, I'm like, mm, not sure I agree totally. Then the overreaction is so crazy that I go, OK, I have to default back to Trump because these people are right. so nuts that he's the, the least or he's the most sane of the two options. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure he would have any kind of case. I don't know how he could even, like, what lawyer would take that. It would just be a huge money and time suck. Well, if you believe him, he's got multiple lawyers calling him, telling him to do this. So <sighs> he should just start a GoFundMe too. How much money do you think he's going to make on his legal fees GoFundMe? Yeah. Oh, he hates a Trump too. Dollars. Let's get him. Uh, but that's that's all I have to say. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with more of these security clearances. It sounds like they're considering revoking, and they already have. Like um, there was a list of these people they're considering revo- revoking clearances for. Like Comey was on the list, but Comey says he doesn't have clearance anymore. So it seems like some of these people have already had them revoked, right? Even though they're on the list, the potential security clearance hit list. Um, and I'm sure your security clearance is revoked if you're fired. So what about, ah, about maybe, Strzok? Yeah, maybe that's the... Maybe, I'm sure there's probably a distinction there. But you're Strzok right. was like, on that list. Yeah, but but in that article, what did it say? Oh, I don't have the article pulled up. But if you click on that CBS... Let me find here. Let's see what the CBS article says. It said, not everyone on this list appears to still have a security clearance. In July, a spokesman for McCabe... And, uh, former deputy director Andy McCabe said that the former, yeah, that he, that his security clearance was also deactivated when he was fired. The same apparently is true for Comey, according to his friend Ben Wittis. Forget how to pronounce that name, because he was also fired. So you're right. So there's something. If you're fired, you don't carry that over. I would hope not. Jesus. Hmm. Oh God. So, are we going to talk about these Swedish youths? The youths. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for sure. Does this count as a does this count as a terror attack? Close and now the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Nothing to do with the religion of peace at all. So there have been all these car fires in um in uh how do I say this? I'm gonna get in trouble with our Swede friends. Gothenburg, Gothenburg. Gothenburg? Gothenburg. Is that correct? Live chat. Yeah. I said I said Rotterdam incorrectly earlier before. They were yeah. I'll, don't look to me for European pronunciations. Which I know is not in Sweden. But. Uh, so up to eighty vehicles were set ablaze in. We'll go with Gothenburg. It is a city in western Sweden on Monday night, Tuesday morning. Uh, additional damage was done in other cities up to sixty miles away, as well as uh, in Stockholm, where a handful of cars were also burned. Says Prime Minister Stefan again. Stefan Lofvin? Lofvin? Sorry, guys. We'll go with Prime Minister Stefan. He says, quote, It looks very coordinated, almost like a military operation. And, um, and this is a real whodunit. You know, we don't, we, don't, we don't know 
who has actually done this as um as the footage of this uh, as presented by the guardian lets us know we have no idea who's behind this this is what these car fires actually look like I mean the scale of these is massive it looks like it's in some Middle Eastern war zone this is yeah. you know this is in you know a nice city in western Sweden at least 80 vehicles were set ablaze, uh, set on fire across the city. It is not yet known who is responsible. However, there are reports of men wearing masks starting the blazes. Okay. No one was injured. That's kind of crazy, looking at the scale of these fires, to think that nobody was injured, but that's good news. The, uh, but, you know, the theories are, are out there. So this BBC article is going with uh, gangs. It was gangs who did it. This is my favorite, as we referenced. A lot of places are going with the youths. Swedish youths. Swedish youths have done it. So this is... Uh... Oh, I don't have the CNN article in front of me. CNN, CNN put this out. The, the attacks mostly took place inside so-called high-risk areas that are characterized by high unemployment and low school attendance. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that has nothing to do. They're so, just describing the migrant population. So of the 23 high-risk areas identified by the police in Sweden, seven are in Gothenburg. It is not unusual for such attacks to take place in Sweden uh, the week before schools reopen, and it's the summer holiday, you know, uh, said this police official. But the current count and level of damage, the current count and level of damage is unprecedented. But let's be honest, you know, it's kids who don't have jobs and school hasn't started yet. So they're just engaging in general teenage mischief. Boys will That's be boys. Punk kids, you know, back in my day, we didn't start massive car fires. Did you do that when you were in high school? Oh, for sure. Was that just a was that just a guy thing? Me and my bros. Yeah, just just the white guys. Okay. Washington Post has this headline. As I said, Swedish youths burned dozens of cars last night. Now the prime minister is livid. Hey guys, come on, shape up. He's gonna smack them with his ruler or whatever it is the old teachers used to do. You know. Uh, this is what that article says. But when it comes to uh, intentionally setting fire to cars, says. Um, a lecturer in criminology at Sweden's Malmö University, whose name I can't pronounce because it's Swedish, I assume. Uh, Such incidents have increased big time over the past couple decades, but not in the past two years or so. Across Sweden, he said, about 1,500 cars are burned each year. The reasons can include insurance, fraud, hiding other crimes, social unrest, and of course, random youth vandalism. It's, It's random youth vandalism that we're dealing with here. Uh, yes, right here. Random youth vandalism. Okay. Reuters. They're also blaming the youths. Youths in Swedish towns burn and vandalize scores of cars. They say, quote, youths torched and vandalized scores of cars in the Swedish city of Gothenburg and surrounding towns. And Prime Minister Stefan said on Tuesday... The disturbances looked organized almost like a military operation. It's those punk youths. You got to go all the way... The most shocking thing to me. It looked your your country is in some fucking trouble if a bunch of Muslim teenagers texting each other looks like a high coordinated, high profile right. Muslim military operation. Or I mean, given military. given the scale and the the geographical distribution of this, obviously it was coordinated. But the idea that this would right. look like a military operation, dude, it's guys with like gasoline and lighters. Yeah, yeah. A military operation. That's this is the sophistication necessary. <laughs> I mean, they must be misrepresenting it. I, I, I don't really know what the incentive for that would be, though. 
to well, make it look like, more coordinated, more advanced than it actually is. Why right, and and the danger of characterizing it as a military operation is what kind of military operation? Right. Might it be like a like kind of a jihadi effort? <laughs> yeah. You know that kind of military operation. You got to go all the way to Jihad Watch uh, for. Um, for uh, Robert Spencer to write. Robert Spencer now banned on Patreon, by the way. Isn't that the news? Yep. Okay, banned on Patreon. Wait, he was writes, it Patreon? I think it was via MasterCard. There that's was, right. I forget MasterCard what the scandal was. Patreon too. Yes. Oh, that's right. So he writes, this is indeed a military operation. It is part of the, uh, the jihad to bring down the Swedish state and replace it with an Islamic government. Doesn't seem like a crazy theory to me. I don't... I, I have not seen any specific statement about why this was done, but the idea that that Islamic ideology has nothing to do with it and it's just random youth misbehavior and mischief, come on, like how stupid yeah. is everybody supposed to, to be? How dumb are we supposed to be on this issue for everybody to buy that? I... I, I Nobody watching no this fine. footage, nobody with even a surface level understanding of Sweden like I have, I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I'm familiar enough with what's going on to connect the dots and think, mm, I bet one's got a little bit to do with the other. Yeah. It is, this is some of the worst lie by omission stuff I've seen in quite some time. And, and you, the euphemism youth is one of like, why, what is their age yeah. is the implication that they're just immature and that's why they're doing this. Is that why they're going with youth? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. Um, and then talking about how it's possible it's, it's insurance crime or <laughs> akin to insurance crime. That's just preposterous. Yeah. Uh, but my question is, why are they even bothering anymore? I mean, nobody believes this. Nobody's looking at this and, and believes that this was not Muslim. Uh, uh, and even if you bought it, even if you're like, wow, those youths in Sweden are particularly rowdy. If you wanted to do a serious analysis of it, you'd have to say, okay. What is it about the youths of Sweden that make them particularly right. rowdy? Right, Why are right. Swedish youths so rowdy? Why is there so much unemployment in that area, in these specific areas? Hmm. It, they're just describing the migrant community to a T. They're not saying anything about Islam. It's, a, an idiot could figure this out, even if they knew nothing of the situation. It, it's, I mean, it's insulting to read a lot of this stuff. It's just, it's... It's such glaring political correctness leading to yeah. what is obviously fake news, what is just an attempt to omit information for fear of being called bigoted or whatever. It's an attempt to, to shield the public from the truth. And by the way, if your country is being torched by people, I would like yeah. as much truthful information as possible. I have a hard time believing that anyone in Gothenburg or Sweden is watching these fires burn and going, yeah, it's just random youth. Kids, yeah. Random youth mischief. That's what we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. We'll get it sorted out once we give them a lecture or two. We'll take them down to the scared straight prison program and we'll get it, we'll get them in line. Yeah. That's what we'll do. God. Okay. From from one uh from one piece of unfortunate news that has nothing to do with the religion of peace to another. Uh, I don't I even want to talk about this. Tell me what is um, what's going on at this compound in New Mexico because I haven't been able to read about it in detail. Uh, in detail, so outrageous. We talked the, about it yeah. so, last week, so I'm not going to go through too many of. Everybody remembers the police raided um, this compound in Taos County. This was August third, following a tip off that all these children were being held there and that were starving, and they found 11 children that were that were indeed malnourished, um, needed food and water. 
And three days later, they unearthed this body of a toddler, which is now found to be this Muslim guy's uh, kidnapped. Son. That was confirmed. Like the, it was they, confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this week, this liberal woman, New Mexico judge, I, I just can't even, I can't even believe this, granted bail uh, to five Muslims, the five Muslims charged with child abuse and accused of training all these children uh, for a school shooting. And it's not just, it was, it was $20,000 bail, but what it is is a signature bond, which I actually wrote down the definition so we could talk about this. And it requires the defendant to sign a promise to return to the court for trial with the possibility of the entry of a monetary judgment against him if he fails to show up, but does not require a deposit of any cash or property with the court. This type of bond is frequently allowed with defendants with no prior criminal history, even though they probably murdered this kid. Um, uh, criminal history accused of minor felony type cases who are not a flight risk or a danger to the community. And do large. we know for sure in this case, they did not exchange any money. They did not pay yes, a dime. They didn't pay a dime. Yeah. Okay. So they just walked out despite yeah. the fact that there's a dead They're child. They're on house arrest. They have ankle bracelets, but you know, there was a, there's a dead three-year-old kid, a dead kidnapped kid. There was an arsenal there. This was a compound and they were arms training kids to, go into banks have, to go into schools. Have we seen the evidence of that? Not that I'm, I, I assume the prosecutors have some evidence, but when they say like training to attack, do we know on what basis they're saying that? Cause for me, uh, the interviews just, with the kids. Oh, okay. So that's what they're going on. Like yeah. I thought they were going on just strictly the weapons. Cause we see, when we see the guy, the reporter go there, he says, look, here's some evidence. It's ammunition. And don't get me wrong. I don't want these attacks to happen, no, but I'm also evidence. Yeah. I'm wary of the idea that just ammunition itself is evidence. No, I, there was a 15 year old there and I think he was tasked with training the younger ones. Okay. Um, I love the language at the start of this Reuters article that you linked to uh, a New Mexico judge received death threats and Islamophobic abuse. Oh no. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not cool to threaten the judge, even though it looks like this judge uh, made some highly questionable, highly controversial decisions. But the idea that Islamophobic abuse is just tossed in there, who gives a shit? I don't care if someone sent her mean notes about yeah. Muslims. Like death Seriously. threats, that is noteworthy. If they're credible threats, that's noteworthy. I get it. That's that's not the same thing as like sending her tweets about how she, you know, insert derogatory term for Muslims here, whatever. Um, so in an order published on Tuesday, this liberal judge, Sarah Backus, said prosecutors have produced evidence that was troubling and unusual, but failed to show the defendants abused the children and were a threat to society if released on bail, even though there's a <laughs> murder. Wait, wait, wait. What? A dead child? Yeah. What? Yeah. There was a dead child in a shallow grave. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. I know. Um, and then on top of that, there's all this weird stuff with them destroying evidence. Uh, I guess we should play that NBC clip. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we have scenes. And then I want to get, well, real quick. Somebody called her and told her they were going to slit her throat. Okay, that's bad. But then, <laughs> and someone said they would smash her head. That's bad. But then they just lump it in. Bacchus was bombarded with abuse and criticism on Twitter and received hundreds of calls and emails, most of Aww. which referred to her using terms like Islamic terrorism sympathizer. That's Islamophobic? That's not even, that's not even profane. Yeah. Yeah, and that's accurate. That's very, very accurate. That's basically a statement of fact. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the same reporter we saw last week reporting from the scene with NBC is on, is still on the scene. And, um, well, actually, yeah, so this is, so 
that's them getting released. The other piece of the story is investigators basically went in and destroyed the scene, like bulldozed it. Yeah, inexplicably. I mean, I find this very, very suspicious. This NBC reporter is like standing on the ruins. Yeah, so this is what the compound looks like now after investigators have been there for a while. Looks like authorities came in yesterday with some sort of bulldozer and they plowed this area in. This used to be uh, the front wall and then you've got oh, these dozer tracks going in and then it looks like they hooked up the trailer which was the innermost area of the compound and they pulled that trailer out. It also looks like they leveled uh, the top part of this compound. The property owner is pretty angry. He doesn't know why investigators were so destructive. Uh, we've also got some other questions about what was left behind. Yesterday we showed you uh, a lot of the, the evidence that was introduced in court, um, but there was also a lot of potential evidence that we found here that, that wasn't taken. So it's still here. We've got these hollow points over here. We've got even more ammo. Check this out. Some more hollow points. There's some nine millimeter, 223, some shotgun shells. And uh, we've also seen a bunch of notebooks with writing. We've seen uh, birth certificates, actual original birth certificates that are still still here on the property. And there is even a bulletproof vest uh, still at the compound. And we're not sure why that stuff wasn't taken when investigators were here. Huh. I hate to sound conspiratorial, but it does seem like they're trying to protect the perpetrators and downplay this as a terrorist incident by destroying evidence it seems very weird if you'll recall remember in the last news piece we watched they said wow investigators were very limited in what they looked at and took from this compound because their warrant was very specific and new mexico law makes sure that they can only stay they can only um, have access to very specific things identified by the warrant so they couldn't really be too intrusive in in investigating this site and then a week later the whole thing's bulldozed right remember they're like oh they can't really look at it now they just smashed it all that maybe there's been new warrants issued or something's changed in the meantime but it's weird how the process has gone from very delicate too delicate according to the property owner who said look i've been trying to get them in here for months they haven't gone in there very delicate to just outright destructive just nuke the thing basically wow. very weird yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, this is from Zero Hedge. Mm. Uh, New Mexico authorities have executed a court, uh, executed a court order to destroy the encampment. Oh, okay. So that explains why. So there was something that changed in the right, meantime. Right, right. I mean, but that doesn't really explain why. Mm. Uh, it doesn't explain why the court order, but it does explain why the destruction. Yeah, but I'm wondering yeah. about the court order. Why the court order? Yeah. Do uh, they have a... Do they... Let's see. I'm looking at it right now. Is there a link to like a court order or any source material? I don't think on that? so. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, bulldoze the entrance, which we already saw, and the underground tunnel where the authorities found the decomposing body of the three-year-old. So that's also suspicious to just be bulldozing this the site of a of a murder. And then oh. I was watching uh, I was watching the judge talk about this, and I heard somebody say that that. They, that this murdered child was placed there by the perpetrators in the hopes that he would resurrect as Jesus and use his powers to help them find uh, institutions, corrupt institutions and people to target. Wow. This okay. whole thing is, is wild. 
totally wild. <sighs> I, I don't even know what to say about this. This whole story is just bizarre. I, I don't know how to make any sense of it. I mean, the idea that this compound was in existence for as long as it was without investigation, the, the strange ways in which the investigation has unfolded, the degree to which the judge seems to be protecting the, the people who were there, which if it were it not for the dead kid, I could possibly understand where she's coming from, even though I have my own personal suspicions. No, about, absolutely about, not. But I guess the question would be if you're a first time offender and there's no criminal history that would you're probably a first time terrorist. Well, but that's the point is we don't have an act of terrorism yet. We have a plan. We have a plot. Depends on what the, what the documentation says. Sure. I'd have to see it, but no, that those kids, that's enough for me. They, we know that they said like we were training. They, they, they testified that. I did. I that, read that, but I haven't the, heard yeah. their actual account, so I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, the point is, I, I at least think there's some room for interpretation of the evidence at that point before and any what's actual with the Jesus crime has happened. Too, yeah, that's so weird. But the idea that you're finding a child in a dead in a in a shallow grave. Yeah. And then saying, yeah, I mean. They're not a threat to them. We don't really know what happened. It's not really a threat. They're first-time offenders. Like, okay. All right. I know the. I know that headline number one, I know the most important part, Reuters, is that she got Islamophobic abuse. I know that's the for literally yeah. the first sentence coverage of this story. <laughs> but whatever. Okay. I know that's the that's the highlight point. But, man, there are there a lot of oddities in this story. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. We have to keep an eye on it because it's going to get dropped out of the news cycle. We're never going to hear anything. I about suppose it. so. Yeah, it's on us and everybody else who is not beholden to this type of, I don't know, people who just will repeat the lines from this judge and the rest of the people handling this. There's something fishy going on. It's totally. It reminds me of Vegas. Um, we should do a few super chats before we go into the next segment. Uh, you want to, can we get through this couple real quick? Because it's a similar theme before yeah, we do yeah. that. Okay. So there was this, um, there was this couple. Two Americans uh, killed at the end of July in an ISIS-claimed attack in, as I said, Tajikistan, which is near the Afghanistan border. Uh, this couple was from Washington, D.C. They left their office jobs to bike the world together on bicycle. Uh, both were 29 years old. Here's, um, here's a brief CBS News clip or piece of coverage about, uh, about this couple and what happened to them when they were attacked by ISIS members on the Afghanistan border. A little more than a year ago, Jay Austin and Lauren Gagan gave up their comfortable office jobs in Washington, D.C., he with the federal government, she with Georgetown University, for the adventure of a lifetime, traveling the world by bicycle. On their website, Simply Cycling, they chronicled their adventures as they pedaled thousands of miles through Africa, Europe, and Central Asia. The dream for the 29-year-old couple ended suddenly Sunday in Tajikistan, near the border with Afghanistan when they and two European cyclists were killed by suspected terrorists who now you can actually watch the footage that shaky cell phone footage they didn't show much of it here because it it's not graphic but you can see what happens and it's bad like they're biking this car comes up beside them decides like hey it's a bunch of infidels they do a u-turn and just Slam. run them over just run them over and apparently they got out and attacked them with knives and stuff too but yeah. you don't I don't think you see that in the footage I I saw the footage. It's not. It's not super high resolution, so it's kind of you don't see anything graphic. But I figured we'd probably get in trouble on YouTube for showing it, so yeah. that's why I'm not showing it. 
ran into them with a car, then attacked them with knives. Three other Europeans in the group were injured. ISIS, whose membership has been growing in recent years in predominantly Muslim Tajikistan, claimed responsibility for the attack. Tajik authorities say police tracked down the five suspects and killed four of them. Okay, so that is noteworthy for a few reasons. One, you know, ISIS has been in retreat for some time. You haven't heard a lot of ISIS, stories of ISIS brutality for a while. That seems to have been in decline. So obviously ISIS brutality against European nationals and, and US, U.S. nationals, that's significant. But the other piece that people are latching onto uh, is is the fact that this couple kind of had an ideological, I don't know. I, I really don't want to be in, I don't want to make a joke of this because it's not a joke. It seemed like a lot of the coverage was really kind of laughing at their deaths. And I don't want to give that impression. I think this sucks. Yeah, but I'm this not was gonna... so preventable. And this is 100% hmm. caused by their own stupidity. I think Idiots. that's like, what are they thinking? They think there's no evil in the world and that all people are, inherently good and they can just go anywhere and just be these white saviors and they'll be taken yeah. care of idiots like what did they expect? so this is what people have latched onto. It, this is a, a post from jay uh from the guy the the dude of the couple who uh who wrote on april 5th they were in morocco he says i don't buy it evil is a make-believe <laughs> concept we've invented to deal with the complexities of fellow humans holding values and beliefs and perspectives different than our own it's easier to dismiss an opinion as abhorrent than strive to understand it. Badness exists, sure, but even that's quite rare. By and large, humans are kind, self-interested, sometimes uh, myopic sometimes, but kind, generous and wonderful and kind. No greater revolution or revelation, I'm sorry, has come from our journey than this. They How thought their virtue was going to protect them. That is some seriously tragic, I mean, to say no greater revolution has come from our journey than this. That is a false revelation that got you killed. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's just no pity in my heart for these people. I mean, I, I if not them, I mean, to have a, to be a family member of somebody attacked by ISIS fighters in another country. I mean, I got a lot of sympathy for people involved with this. So I don't want to be like, haha, stupid liberals, you got killed by stupid leftists who got killed by ISIS or whatever. No, but. no, I mean, it's not, I, I feel the same way about uh, people that get, that get taken when they're backpacking in Afghanistan. Didn't that happen to some Canadian couple or something like that? It's it like, what are you doing yeah. here? What are, what are you doing in this place? Um, like I said earlier, like, did they deserve it? No, but did they have it coming? Yes. Like, the, what are you doing in this predominantly Muslim country? There are lessons about being naive that are to be learned here, that, that uh, it is a sad demonstration that, yes, evil exists, and you ought to be cautious and realistic about it. Yes, you should be realistic about other ideologies that are, are, threat, are threats to you. And this just, just gives you some insight into the nature of the left and the dangers of, mul of multiculturalism. Leftists really believe that all people are the same that the people are are inherently good you can't think like that some ideologies are inherently evil and want to see you killed yeah, beheaded this was, hit by this, cars this was lethal cultural relativism yeah. is what this was exactly and uh yeah yeah this is this is this is dangerous stuff you, you have to be <laughs> realistic and objective about the fact that there are people in the world who want to kill you for ideological reasons and you know if you want to go into a dangerous place 
and you acknowledge the risk and you think it's worth the risk, great. But it sucks to see somebody go in convinced there is no risk and uh, and fall to that risk. Bummer. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I don't feel that bad about this. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to... Well, I've, I've said what I have to say, you know, like it, I just, I guess, I guess if I'm going to be honest, I was a little, I was, a, I think there were some people that took it a little too far with the like, haha angle. And I, I, that kind of was off putting to me, but, um, but I see the irony. I, obviously the irony is the reason we're discussing it in addition to it being noteworthy that ISIS is attacking American nationals overseas, but hmm. yeah, That's it's a lesson say. to all people that want to go to Muslim countries. Like don't. Go to any Muslim country. Uh, yes, that's the takeaway. <laughs> Stay yeah. away from the shithole countries. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's. Uh, yeah, we got two more stories after this. We got Alex Jones and uh, getting banned on Twitter, and then we got some hoax hate. But let's right. let's knock out some super chats. All right, we got one from Streamlabs that came through. Um, this is oh, cool. from Qualified Berserker. I wouldn't be surprised if Strox GoFundMe is mostly multiple donations from the DNC and the Clinton Foundation <laughs> uh, through third parties. It's his 30 pieces of silver. That man is a traitor. I hear oh. you. All right, let's go back to YouTube. Meek says, what do you guys think about Jesse Lee Peterson? Would either of you go on a show The Fallen State? Yeah, I think he's great. I actually don't know anything about him so i i generally like i would i will generally accept invitations to appear on other shows mostly so that would be my inclination but i don't know anything about this person uh joseph duff kulisics the only people who join the celibate priesthood are those trying to exercise their sexual demons that's why i haven't met a priest under 80 who didn't strike me as gay let married men minister i'm with you uh, David Scheffler, a lot of the priests who molested kids, mostly boys, were probably molested by priests when they were boys. Mm. Plus, it doesn't seem like such a big deal to give up marriage when you're gay or a pedo. Um, oh, okay. Redicus, great job, Andrew. Chairman Mao would be proud putting them to work will make America great because they will miss their kids' lives. Mm. Uh, Benjamin Abrams, I agree with Cuomo. We must free women from the oppression of freedom and in their horrible <laughs> suffrage. Hashtag repeal the 19th. Blonde should start the Adepta Sororitas and cleanse Seattle with holy fire. I don't know this reference. I agree with Sounds that. Sounds good to me. No, it's, yeah. That is the point he's, he's making is, is, ta- is, is noted. This is something I talk about all the time with these feminist themes. It's like you're mad that freedom led to unequal outcome. That's a necessary consequence of freedom. The only way you're going right. to control that right. is if you start forcing choices upon people, erasing their choices. What they want to do, right. Yeah. Uh, John Martin, great show as always. You Cuomophobes. We are Cuomophobes. <laughs> That's funny. That was a good one. I, I, I should have thought of Cuomophobe. I like that. That was funny. Filbert 53 Rogers. How many people who like Cuomo are actually Americans? A uh, lot of paper Americans in New York City and other mm. major cities. That's true. They're just sending all that money back to. Well, he's got the whole state, right? But I guess New York, New York, New York City presumably dominates their politics. Is there is there more people living in New York City than the rest of New York State combined? I would have to think so. Uh, I actually, I have no idea. I would assume. Probably. I could, probably. I could find it out. Uh, Shelby Studer is a devout Catholic. I can say this: the majority of these crimes were dealing with teenagers. The problem is with homosexuals that have used the church as a hunting ground. It's sick and inexcusable. Mm. Thank you, Shelby. Uh, Jeremy B. I watched the show in the beginning and came back just a few months ago. You guys have improved a ton, and now I look forward to it every week. Keep up the fash and 
disavows. We are better than we used to be. <laughs> Do not watch the old shows. Uh, if you're curious, eight and a half million people in New York City, something like 19 million in the state. So oh, we were not even close. There's, there's more not in the city than in, but it's pretty close to 50-50, to be honest. Uh, Redicus, Nazis, commies, racism, classism are all equally evil ideologies that require that we destroy them in the public debate. Uh, the public debate, that's... Key. That's the key component. Yeah, sure. Uh, d you know, clubbing people with violence because they disagree with you, no matter how bad their ideas are, is not the answer, Qu Chris Cuomo. Yep, Curtis Miller, it's yeah. an old saying, everything before but is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, J-Rock, Cuomo might not realize that Antifa is full of hate and fighting hate is the right thing to do. Good thing no one who doesn't sip the soil listens to Sienna and ain't yeah. the truth. You want to see prejudice and hate? Talk to an Antifa person. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, they're all about prejudice and hate. It's just yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Dildo Swaggins, great show. As always, blonde, you may want to get a haircut. Never. At the beginning of the show, you looked like a cousin it from the Adams family. I know. I'm having a really unmanageable hair day. I don't even know who the reference is. Cousin. You don't know cousin it's the one with the hair. All oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the, and the top hat. Yeah. Like the Charlie Chaplin has. This is why I always wear my hair in a braid because it's, mm. it's unmanageable. Uh, thanks, Dildo Swaggins. <laughs> uh, Road Warrior, keep up the good work. It's so important. Thank you. Well, thanks for tuning First, in. First, I thought that said impotent. I'm glad I misread that. Uh, <laughs> Ray Sharpless has, have any liberals ever said why they consider conservatives to be racist or Nazis other than this being their only platform on which to run? Um, yeah, they don't give a lot of evidence for that, do they? Uh, he called Omarosa a dog. If you look through his Twitter history, he called a bunch of other people. Everyone is a dog. Everyone's yeah. a dog. A lot of times the the fallback that I see is like, oh, you oppose this like social program or you oppose government intervention and all this. It's like, well, right. I can see a problem and, and think there are solutions besides government intervention um but generally speaking when you've at when you ask for generally speaking it's like the lauren southern exchange we watched a few weeks ago and it's like okay you're you're calling someone racist on what basis are you making that claim or what's your evidence i need evidence and they that. and they just double down yeah. and they just throw a fit they never it's, they never have any evidence yeah. uh downskated says antifa attacked a pro-gun rally in seattle i want to hear chris, chris Cuomo's justification for that i'm sure he's got something i don't even know if i saw that one i'm gonna have to look it up i didn't agent flippy i know y'all are probably having owen on to discuss the Infowars banning but did you all happen to ask about their stance on vaccines we did not they seem to be anti-vaxxers and what are your stances on the topic um, i'm not an anti-vaxxer uh i am not super educated on the topic i think that there's a lot of debate on that topic in terms of uh, the general libertarian or classical liberal principle of um, you should be free to live your own life so long as you aren't harming others. Uh, so should the state be forcing medication upon you? And if, if you don't take it to what degree are you harming others? Those are the sorts That's of questions. Questionable. That, and I have noticed a tendency of people to downplay side effects um, from vaccines which uh, there are some side effects to some vaccines. i was vaccinated and i'm only debatably autistic so <laughs> i think it worked out fine but no we didn't actually talk to owen about like a t the infowar stuff to me is not about opinions with which i agree or disagree it's fundamentally about speech issues uh and so that's mostly what we we talked about um chicago conservative iq test for citizenship and voting rights testosterone test for the right to have kids that'd make america great again in blonde's fashion utopia um 
Juan Furs Utopia. Double Eagle, you guys should check out the YouTube channel, The Quartering. I like that guy. A uh, hmm. really funny guy named Jared, Jared Hambly. He battles, or Jeremy Hambly, sorry. He battles social justice warriors in gaming and society at large. He was recently assaulted at Gen Con by an SJW. Oh, that's yeah. right. I did hear about this. Yeah. Um, well alerts. Let's just do a few more. Sure. What are the odds Mifsud turns up to testify to Congress? And what are the odds he reveals he's a Western intelligent asset as Dan Bongino claims? Do you watch Dan Bongino? I do not. Um, uh, his show is fantastic. I've heard good things. Yeah. Uh, you definitely should check it out. Thank you for that. Let me get through like three. More. I can't, uh, I can't speak to the odds about the speculation there, unfortunately, but Benjamin okay. Abrams, Matt, and, uh, <laughs> Matt, and I once made love at a training camp in New Mexico. He blew so much that he had demolished the whole camp and destroyed all of the evidence. Best lovemaking ever. It was the <laughs> epitome okay. epitome. And I know it's epitome of lovemaking. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, last one for right now, and then I'll circle back. This is from Zach. I wonder how Chris Dildo is deciding which extremist ideology is more or less moral. I guess the metric isn't body count the last 100 years or violent incidents, assaults, or property damage recently. I know. It's like, what, by what fucking measure is he is he making this determination? Yeah. He acts like these things are so objective. He's trying to make that case. But if we're going to get really specific about the objective damage ideologies have done. Yeah. There's always that, that, uh, that point that they, that they always have to address, but never do. And it's, you know, yeah. communism has never been tried and da, 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 the list of exceptions and yeah. asterisks that they place on it. We'll read the rest when we close out. Sure. And thanks everybody for supporting the show. So, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit of a precursor to what we'll talk about with Owen in the interview at the end. But remember when last we left the story, Jack Dorsey and Twitter were um, not banning Alex Jones. Yeah, and uh, he was being really vocal about how he's, you know, it's the last place for open free discourse and free speech. Right, and Alex Jones hasn't violated the terms of service, so we're not going to ban him. And everybody was getting pissed off at Jack Dorsey. Huffington Post put him on the front page and said, you know, if Jack Dorsey stands by my principles yeah. or whatever it was, made fun of him, ripped him for not banning Alex Jones. Well, this week, he finally gave Alex Jones a one-week suspension, and he blames this clip in which Alex Jones says, quote, people need to have their battle rifles ready at their bedsides. And that's the only piece of the quote that you get. The reporting that I saw this week, um, I forget which morning it was, but one of the mornings on the Today Show, Lester Holt from NBC Nightly News is interviewing Jack Dorsey about why Alex Jones was banned the con the lack of context to Alex Jones's statement is one piece that is interesting about right. this. But you'll note that that <laughs> Jack Dorsey in this piece calls other social media platforms inconsistent in their enforcement. And then pay attention to what Lester Holt has to say at the end of the piece. He makes the claim without evidence <laughs> at all that quote bots artificially Twitter bots bot Twitter accounts artificially swayed opinions in 2016. He's making the claim that Twitter bots influenced the election. He doesn't have evidence for this, but he just says it. And then, um, and then Hoda Kotb, the Today Show host, has some more to say about Alex Jones's punishment. But this is the, this is the Today Show segment on NBC with Jack Dorsey. Our interview with Jack Dorsey came not long after Twitter made some news of its own, suspending right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones from using his Twitter account for a week. Alex Jones on Twitter posted this week. People need to have their battle rifles and everything ready at their bedsides. 
and you got to be ready. Send a chill up my spine. How about yours? It did. I mean, there's a number of actions that um, we chill. believe a call to incitement to violence. And uh, those are the things that we need to make sure that we are taking action on. Mainstream corporate media is fake news. They're the enemy of the American people, like the president said. And now they're coming after everybody. Okay. We'll get to the clip of what he actually said later. But notice they just, they put these clips kind of side by side yeah. to imply Alex Jones is talking about media. They're the enemy of the people. Get right. your rifles ready. That's not, not what he was talking about. Yeah. They just piece together these unrelated clips. Okay. But it continues. Do you think they overreacted or do you think they might have been late to the game? I think um, uh, some of the actions have been, in, in my own personal view, a little bit inconsistent. We're a very small company and we have had outside. Those actions being other social media companies yeah. that have been inconsistent. Yeah. Um, and then, he, you know, he's going to complain about, oh, man, there's been so many people harassed on my platform and I can't control it. I can't get over and this nose ring, though. A lot of that impact has been quite positive. And we've also seen a lot of costs. We've seen people have to put up with a lot of harassment, with a lot of abuse. Do you make exceptions for high-profile individuals in terms of your, your rules of service? No. We, we hold every account to the same standard. President of the United uh -huh. States yesterday called a woman, Omarosa, that dog. Would that violate your terms of service so we do have a clause within our terms of service around public interest and around news newsworthiness uh, we believe it's important for the world to hear directly from global leaders how they think and how they treat the people around them dorsey had a lot more to say including that twitter is trying to fight back against those so-called bots behind phony social media accounts of course this all dates back to 2016 yeah, yeah. when some of these fake bots artificially swayed opinions of this yeah, guy. Seems like a slap on the wrist for Alex uh, Jones. Suspension. Yeah. That's real news, folks, not conspiratorial at all. <laughs> that's such a boomer take to think that that's even possible. The, the bots made people vote that way. And then it's really subtle, but Hoda Kotb being like, well, that sounds like a slap on the wrist. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks, objective journalist Hoda Kotb, <laughs> who advocates for the punishment of other media figures. Like, Second off, you're making your judgment based on your own network's biased presentation, which we'll get to in a moment. Like you see your own network's skewed presentation. Then you're advocating for platforms to ban people who are in the same business as you are. And so Hoda, why would you favor punishment for opinion anyway? It's like yeah. people who are in this business are like more punishment of journalists and people offering analysis and opinion on the internet. Okay. The old the, Billy D take. <laughs> God. I, I won't thought, shut up about him. I, I don't thought care. we could be I thought I could be friends with Philly D one Why? day. Uh, Why would you want to be friends with Philly D? That's well, I gotta I admit I admit I was very disappointed in the in the commentary on Alex Jones' case, yes. Right, um so again I said all they did is cut out that clip of Alex Jones referencing have your battle rifles ready. Right. What what's the full what's the full clip? That was my first question when I saw this. I gotta see this full clip of what yeah, he said. Yeah. So I found it posted to YouTube. Here is the full clip of what Alex Jones was talking about. He's basically talking about um, communist subversion and how they're coming to take over our country. And we got to fight them, not violently, politically, legally, culturally. And you need to be ready with your rifle at your bedside in case things go. You need to be ready defensively is what he's talking right. about. This is what he said. And the U.S. military 
who I know already understand who the CHICOM operatives and the traitors are, to understand who's trying to take the First Amendment, who's trying to bankrupt the country, who's trying to shut down everything, who wanted, admitted they wanted to bankrupt healthcare in America. I know the Justice Department's crippled a bunch of followers and cowards, but there's there's groups, there's grand juries, there's you call for it, it's time politically and economically and, and, and judiciously and legally and criminally to move against these people. It's got to be done now. They're coming. Now, in your wisdom, you may be playing possum and waiting for them to come in. But America needs to know that they've got their little pathetic commie red teams ready. And they've got their targets picked out. The sheriffs, the judges, the police chiefs, the patriots, the veterans, the talk show host, everybody. When those cowards come, and it's going to hit in the middle of the night, and they're coming. They think they can really take down America. This is it. So people need to have their battle rifles and everything ready at their bedsides. And you got to be ready. Because the media is so disciplined in their deception. Antifa attacked all these people at the White House, beat up reporters, beat up women, children, no coverage. I mean, they've got discipline, folks. They've got criminal discipline because they're a bunch of followers. I call it conspiratorial, whatever you want, agree, disagree. It is not a call to violence against the enemy of the people, which is how they would present it to you. No, it's um, a call for self-defense, clearly. Yes. I mean, what's the difference? He's saying they're, they're coming to you. They're coming for you. You need to be ready if you have to counterattack. That's basically what he said. Tell me the difference between that and me saying, um, have your rifle at your bedside in case someone invades your home. Yeah. Now, I, chilling. again. It gave me goosebumps. That was, that was chilling to me. I, I, it's, it's another example of how Alex Jones says something that is, Again, I'm willing to grant it's conspiratorial in its thought, although he does reference some things that I think are true. It's it's a little, maybe a little exaggerated for my personal taste. But to say that that is a, a call to violence in a way that should be bannable on social media. Dude, I've personally been threatened on much more specific terms, reported it to Twitter. And they've gotten back to me and said, right. that doesn't violate our terms. Right. Yeah, me too. And it's for Jack Dorsey to sit there and say, other other platforms are inconsistent. Tell me more, guy who banned Candace Owens for parroting Sarah right. Jong tweets. Yeah. Or God who damn. banned me for saying fag to one of our subscribers, but refused to take down the tweet that had my address and said that that chick was going to slit my throat. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... And the, the other thing for Jack Dorsey, too, dude, it's clear you're caving to the pressure. Alex Jones has been posting content pretty much identical to this for years on your platform. You're punishing him now because it's in vogue and you're getting a lot of pressure to do it. It's obvious. It is not because your policies are very consistent and he violated them this week. No, you wanted the Huffington Post SJWs to get off your back. So you found a reason to give him yeah, a exactly, exactly. slap on the wrist, as Hoda Kotb put but it. But more important than all of this is that nose ring. And... <laughs> I want to talk about how that happened. Do you think that he would like pitch to his girlfriend or whatever dude he's banging? He was like, am I rich enough to pull this off? <laughs> Is that how that happened? I don't know because he doesn't do a lot of media appearances, Jack Dorsey. He's kind of soft-spoken, as you can tell. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, so you don't really see him very frequently. So I don't know how long that thing has been hanging out. I don't know when it became, when it was put in place or what the story is. or He looks like a anyway. short man, too. I have no idea, oh, but Jack, uh, Jack, Jack, Jack. But you know, uh, it's it's so crazy that Bill Maher is trying to round his people up or get them under control. Uh, I've I've on this show and we've talked about it frequently. I've had I, I had a 
bitter divorce with Bill Maher. You know, I tried to hang on because he's he's right about some things sometimes. And over time, he, he just kept getting more and more dogmatically leftist and his personal hatred of Trump started to show through. And in my opinion, the guests on the show started to be less interesting and it got more echo chambery. And when he flogged himself for making a joke with the N-word for an entire episode, I said, I'm out. I can't I do this ya. anymore. Now, he had a panel discussing this Alex Jones punishment stuff and they all cheer Alex Jones being banned on social media. And Bill Maher, credit where credit is due, says... Oh, wait, I thought I thought we were the liberals. I thought we were for liberal values like free speech. You guys are losing the plot. This is what Bill Maher had to say on Friday night. Because Alex Jones, uh, who is not my friend and who tells crazy lies about me, uh, is uh, thrown off Twitter, I think, and Facebook and a few of the platforms. I think he's going to. Thank God. Uh, well. If you're a liberal, you're supposed to be for free speech. That's free speech for the speech speech. you hate. That's what free speech means. We're losing the thread of the concepts that are important to this country. Either you care about the real American shit or you don't. And if you do, it goes for every side. I don't like Alex Jones, but Alex Jones gets to speak. Everybody gets to speak. Yeah. Credit where credit is due. Yep. Thank you, Bill. And I'm not optimistic about his chances for speaking reason to his his team but uh but at least somebody is at least he's showing some courage there to go against his own crowd i appreciate when he does that uh yeah they needed to be chastised for that what a bunch of yeah, oh yeah nobody i like is ever gonna get banned under yeah. these standards it's just my enemies which makes it great okay cool I don't ever want to have to, I don't want to have a challenging concept to ever come across my timeline i don't want to have to think for myself okay Cool. You got anything else to say about uh, about Alex Jones? Of course, we'll have plenty more to say with Owen shortly. Uh, but... No, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, you know what time it is? Uh, too long of a segment intro time? No. And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, where we get our speculation wrong, I believe we have an obligation to return to it. And our first tell should have been that it wasn't backwards. It wasn't backwards. We did admire the artfulness of this particular creation. It was multicolored. The swastika was accurate. Had the iron crosses. That's a nice detail they don't often put in there. Yeah. Um, We had some points of skepticism about this particular case in Indiana where there were these there was Nazi vandalism on a dumpster container outside of a synagogue in Indiana. Right. But it turns out there was, in fact, a man charged this week with uh, with spray painting Nazi flags, anti-Semitic graffiti on this uh, particular synagogue. His no name... go fund me. We should have known. Ah, uh, that was another tell. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy, the guy charged is a, uh, is a 20-year-old named Nolan Brewer. He lives in Cloverdale, Indiana. He's charged with conspiracy to violate civil rights. It's just a weird charge to me. Why yeah. not just <laughs> yeah. vandalism? But okay. Uh, says U.S. Attorney Josh Minkler, quote, his intention was not to be a prank. His intention clearly was serious. And that was to impact the people and their right to worship in the place that they choose. According to court documents, Brewer made incriminating statements. So he confessed, basically telling investigators he targeted the synagogue because quote it was full of ethnic jews <laughs> okay Good that's, that's a pretty specific uh 
<laughs> confession. Oh, yikes. Yeah. It was, it was full of ethnic Jews. And, uh, and then he referenced Hitler. So uh, if the prosecution has the has record Wasn't of this. Wasn't he has... with a teenage girl also? See, I, 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 maybe you read that elsewhere. I was curious because the co-conspirator has also been arrested, but Minkler, the prosecutor, declined to comment saying the investigation was ongoing. So I thought, who's this, who's this other person? I didn't know. It's a teenage girl, you say. Yeah, I read, um, I read in one of the sources that we were looking at that he was with a 17-year-old girl, but they might not be mentioning it because she's a minor. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. That might be, uh, beyond the confession, it says, um, that there were tips from the public that led authorities to Brewer and surveillance footage from a neighboring Walmart showed Brewer and this other person with him buying the red and black spray paint used in the vandalism. So it's pretty damning. Yeah. So it, it would seem that this is a case of real hate of the week. Yes. This is number three. Number three. Yeah. And I will, I will say, um, we happened, I happened to find this because we were talking about it on a Google Hangout and I circled back and Googled the case and found this. But people who are out there, if you're ever circling back on these hate crime cases and there's new information and Let they turn know. out to be real or confirmed fake, please do send it our way because obviously this segment is a lot of speculation and I don't want to ignore cases where our speculation is wrong just because that's inconvenient. Right, if and we, I want to get better at identifying hoax hate. Yeah, um, you know, because I've been wrong twice now. There's a there's a there is a game to it, right? Yeah, yeah. like we joke, but like the accuracy of the swastika <laughs> was a real tell. And the crosses, case. yes. What made us suspicious that it that it wasn't real was that it was on the dumpster. It wasn't on the actual building. Yeah. It, so it's something that's easy, you know, that's easy to cover up. It's like when yeah. you see somebody spray paint their car, they don't do their um, rims, their expensive rims, or right. something like that. So. But, but the accuracy of the swats to compensate for one that we got wrong uh, in terms of our speculation. I have one that I believe is legit. I don't again. I don't know for sure. This is speculation. But there's a man in uh, Topeka who tells local news. And he told them in early August his car was vandalized um, with racial slurs. They were keyed into the car and then it was Later that night, like or a day later, it was torched, much much like that case in Cleveland that we saw. They burned my car and they wrote racial yeah. slurs on yeah, it. Yeah. He posted this uh, a video to Facebook making the claims, and then he spoke to um to local media. And this is uh, the news piece from local media. A Topeka man woke up to what he thought was gunshots, but after going outside, firefighters say someone actually set his car. On fire. Tonight, the man says he's the victim of a hate crime. I mean, they pinpointed me out, so I would say it's very racial. I was scared out of my mind. Trinity Thompson had a rude awakening when her dad woke her up around 4 a.m. to get out of the house. I honestly didn't know what was happening. I heard popping outside. I kind of assumed it was a gunshot, someone trying to get in. That popping was Trinity's dad's car burning. Trinity ran to the end of the street and waited until firefighters put the fire out. This was not the first time something happened to Mark Thompson's car. Just the day before, someone etched racial slurs into the hood and trunk of the car. Mark has... <laughs> I love that, by the way. This isn't the first time he's faced this type of uh, vandalism. Just the day before. Yeah. It's like, that's the same incident, really, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, it is continues. No clue who is doing this. I mean, I'm a pretty lovable person for the most part, so I, I don't, I really do not have a clue. Not knowing who they are and that they know where we live, I don't feel the safest. 
After word got out about Mark's situation, he says the community has given him overwhelming support. On Facebook, nah. I've had two or three people reach out to me and say they have something that I can have, which when that happened, I just... Do you buy the crying job as legit? I don't know, man. Brothers don't like to cry. Well, it's not just the claims of fact that have me skeptical about this. There is a reason I'm highlighting it, and it is because um, now they're saying, hold on, let me pull up the story. This guy's not cooperating with um, with the investigation. Uh, that's <laughs> what happened with our meth heads, and that ended yeah. up being hoax hate. So... After the news aired and he posted on Facebook, Topeka's fire marshal made several attempts to contact this man and he never responded. Thompson, the guy who was who claims this hate crime was uh, was um, made against him. He he's saying to the news station that he has talked to several members of law enforcement and fire investigators, but police and fire officials tell the local news that Thompson is not returning calls to provide information for the investigation. Okay. Said a a police spokeswoman. We regard this as an extremely serious incident and are trying to cultivate as much material and evidence as possible without the victim's assistance. Um, He did not call to report criminal damage prior to the fire. And when we asked if he would like to file a report, he said he was too busy. We offered to come to him to complete the report. And again, he advised he was busy talking to the media. Uh, One thing he was not too busy to do, and that was to start a GoFundMe. There it is. Confirmed hoax eight. $5,000 $5,000 goal. He's raised $3,200 uh, from 95 people. Let's see if my comment is still on here. Oh, good. It is. <laughs> Six hours ago, I just posted relevant information to anyone donating. This guy is not cooperating with the investigation and put the link there. So I Very figured he might have deleted it by now, but he did not. Huh. So keep your eye on it, although nobody has donated to it for seven days. But yes, it is, um, it's not necessarily the claims of fact that make me skeptical. It's the fact that he's saying, well, I'm just so busy. I can't file a police report or a fire if investigation report. If you're afraid report. for your life, like you're going to figure it out. Man. Yes. Yeah, it is odd that those, both his daughter and him are saying, isn't it scary that we don't know who these people are, but they know who we are and they're targeting us. Yeah, but we won't mm. cooperate with police. There is a service in your town that will protect you yeah. and uh, exists to protect you. I would advise informing them as much as possible as to the facts that you are aware of uh, so that uh, you will not be targeted by these people. But And when I said earlier that brothers don't like to cry, I wasn't saying it like, oh, I bet he's being authentic. I was saying it like, I bet he's doing it for a giant payout. And that's mm. enough of an incentive for him to, to be crazy. His payout is not that high. Yeah, but, but that uh, car was probably worth 800 bucks. He's looking for yeah, a price it's not grand. A, it's He'll not probably a great get looking it. car. That's he pockets forty two hundred bucks, and all he had to do was uh, lie about something and cry on air. This is why GoFundMe really needs to crack down on a lot of this stuff. Like, if you run GoFundMe, if someone's raising money about a claim of crime on your website and they refuse to cooperate with police, that should be a deal breaker to GoFundMe, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're claiming criminal activity yet refusing to follow the procedure of investigating the criminal activity and bringing the criminal to justice. Sorry. No, like that is a red flag for fraud. And again, if it turns out that we're wrong on this one, I will revisit this case. Like every single one that we're wrong about. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got all the signs. 
Okay. Um, wow, we're running up because we talked to Owen for almost a half hour. So let's close out with Super Chat and get to the Owen interview. Sure. Let me do the Streamlabs one. We got a few. Um, okay. This is from Ben. I saw the comment earlier in the chat, but wanted to make sure you guys saw it. Michelle Wolf has a face for radio and a voice for magazine. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Jeez. Uh, that's very good. Uh, this is from the Mormon guy. The Peter Strzok GoFundMe page was not made by Peter Strzok. Oh, um, interesting. Is I that what this six says? Sturzak is Sturzak. what he says, yeah. Uh, it may be one of those stances where someone is pulling a scam. However, the oh. fact that you don't want to pay anyone critical of Trump is making me think about switching careers. It's not a scam because he mentioned it on Twitter. Oh, that's true. He did promote it. And this is so bad that even Trevor Noah was making fun of this. He's uh, he. I watched his bit and it was actually... Don't quote, misquote me here. It was the funniest I've ever seen Trevor Noah, which is like... I smirked yeah. <laughs> watching it. But he said like... All these people have to do is hate Trump to get a bunch of money. You got cancer patients in every hospital ward in the country going, I hate Trump too. And they're saying, shut up. We know you don't hate him. You're faking it. I thought, all right. That was kind of funny. Good job, dude. He was ripping, he was ripping Strzok. And, you know, I admit I Comments smirked. on aboriginal women was also pretty funny. I don't remember that. Um, uh, let's do these million super chats we got. Uh, Haha says... 30% we're here. Well, here is $14.29. So you get a crisp $10 bill. I keep Ooh. those beautiful thoughts coming. Thank you. Fancy. Thank you for that. We Thank you. Um, Kevin G says, love the show. Blonde's acerbic wit contrasts nicely with Matt's level-headed approach. By the way, it's roof, not roof. Sing it, Kevin. You're totally right. Skag's a monster. You are fake news. Very fake news. The great Pop-Tart. They can't remove his security clearance because they may get a job for a contractor to the state. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, that's one argument we didn't discuss, but I don't know that I'm persuaded by that. As well, getting secret info needs to be um, in a protected area. I guess that's true, but it, it's not persuasive, especially if they have limits for security clearances anyway, time limits. Yeah, I suppose that argument you'd, want to make them unlimited basically or unlimited until they're taken away i don't know but yeah but to to his point it is a point that people on the other side make that we did not acknowledge so point taken uh jackson howard do you guys think education should be privatized personally i think it should also uh you guys have ash and witty on the show in the near future i've invited her on before but uh she's flaked so i don't know um do we think education should be privatized yeah i think most things should be privatized I don't know enough about what, say, performance data say. Uh, I, all I can say is that I would be in favor of choice and competition in any environment, uh, and education would not be an exception. Yep, yep. Uh, dangerous spaces. The problem is people like Cuomo are using labels like Nazis to justify the use of violence. Ironically, CNN are also complaining that Trump labeling the media fake news will lead to violence. Yes, and of they course. either yeah. don't see their own hypocrisy or care that it exists. Um, Bob Smith gave us $14.88 times 70% equals $10.41. It's important to me that I send you the amount. I think I am sending you $10. Thank (laughs) you, Bob. Neo Unrealist, everybody check out his channel. Unconfirmed report, MasterCard trying to do what they did to Robert Spencer to bit shoot now, pulling the payment processing for Stripe. Oh, God. MasterCard, the new overlord of our speech and online existence. So the whole Fine. platform of BitChute? My we'll just, God. We will just go and use some, somebody else. I mean, <sighs> I don't even have a MasterCard. I do, but I haven't used it in years. I wouldn't mind cutting it up. 
fine. You guys want to move back to an all cash society or focus on blockchain? I'll do it. Uh, Big Red Doggy. Brennan is a damn commie. Glad he doesn't have clearance. Also, do not refer to them simply as youths. Call them refugees of peace. Right, so of people. course. I forgot Brennan was like literally, a, he, he voted for the Communist Party or he was actually, a, a, he was pro-communist in like the 70s or something. Jesus. Forget how that goes. Kent Pittsburgh, those youth slims or youth slimes were just showing that they were lit. <laughs> I see what they, you did there. Yeah, lit indeed, for sure. Lit indeed. That was a great party. Trendy fool. New Mexico cover-up is just like Vegas. See? Have you heard about Toronto Muslim shooter brother arrested with 42 kilos of carfentanil? I don't know what that is. Hmm. Five times the strength of heroin. Faith Gully did a video on it. Definitely thwarted major bioterror attack. I haven't seen that Faith Gully video, but a lot of people have told me to watch it. I'll check it out tonight. And another example of, of a, an Islamic attack that just kind of went away. Just, yeah. We don't talk about it. I, you forget about those things so fast if you don't make a mental note to revisit them I, f <laughs> I fear that this compound thing might go that way if we well yeah i i mean <sighs> I, th I think that's I'm, I'm predicting that's what's going to happen um that's the intent maybe from some people beaner 8127 wow great show that i always look forward to and here's my first super chat also matt and i both made love or once made love on a bicycle and we were both charged as pedal files <laughs> great story compelling one. and rich uh, Evan Thompson, did you see where Snopes fact checked the cyclist attack and gave it a mixture like WTF? Did they really? What, what did they say was worthless. false about the claims? I, I, I have to look that up. Look it up. Um, yeah, you keep going. I'll look it up. Zach says, I meant more or less of a problem in my last one, not moral. Oh, neither ideology is uh, good or moral, obviously. Ran out of characters gotcha. before, so more money for you guys. Thanks, Zach. Sorry about that. Uh, John McGee, not sure if you guys talked about it. But there was a story about ICE arresting a guy on the way to the hospital for his wife's C-section. Media forgets yeah. to mention he was arrested as a murder suspect. Right. I did see this story. I might talk about it this week. Oh, if you want a clarification on what Snopes said, here's the headline. Were an American couple killed by ISIS while trying to, quote, prove humans are kind? They said mixture. What's true? ISIS militants killed them. Um and they had posted online several times about generosity and kindness they encountered on their world and their worldwide cycling trip. What's false. There's no evidence. Austin and um, well, the, the man and woman were aware of any terrorist threat in Tajikistan. What? Or that they traveled through the region, particularly in order to vindicate their belief in human kindness. Nobody made that claim. No. There is ample evidence that the trip was motivated by no more than a desire for adventurous life and experience. I'm not God, I hate Snopes. That's not a mixture. They set up a straw man so they can go, well, it's kind of false. Kind no, of nobody, false, yeah. No, what they're talking about is these are people who held this belief and fell victim to it. Yeah. Nobody made the claim that, like, they went there to prove how nice they were. No, they went there because they believe in this cultural relativism and they believe there's no risk to them. So they didn't see a risk in going in there and the risk bit them. That's the claim. Yep. Oh, this is so dumb. I hate Snopes. Uh, Philip J. Fry. Hey, y'all. Here's $10 to go to some sticky notes so you can take note to check out the diversity industry video mm. link sent weeks ago in Gathering Dust. That's probably my fault. I'm sorry, dude. Thank you. Appreciate your support for the show. Uh, Can uh, McNeely says, love you guys, blonde. I send all of your videos to my kids and they love you as well. You all wow. make me look forward to Sunday nights. XOXO. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel warm and happy. Um, Maddington says Bill Maher is an all or nothing baseball hitter. He either knocks it out of the park regarding free speech um, or Islam, I'll add, or he strikes out terribly. 
I'm hoping for a recession. He's the Adam Dunn of politics. That's true. He really is hit or miss. I think that's a good analogy. Yeah. Um, Redicus says, how much would you bet that he dropped his crack pipe in the car? The ED2 and 9 are machines that don't have tears to cry. Also, the GoFundMe is an obvious folks hate. Yeah. Uh, just ain't that way. I can't afford, but got to send some love. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Appreciate and it. then last one. Actually, we have two more. Let me read those. Okay. Stedman, Wellis, roses are red, violets are blue. Google takes 30%, but I'll still support you. Oh, Aww. very kind. What is this, Valentine's Day? Aww. Thank you. Uh, and last one, Dangerous Spaces. Snopes also gave a mixed for Clinton destroying her phones. They actually, right. or they said actually somebody else destroyed her phones for her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, was God. it specifically her? Um, God, that's all. Okay. So uh, Owen Schroyer is coming up uh, after the break here. Unfortunately, again, we had a little bit of connection issues. I was able to edit it up and it's no problem. But since some of the disconnects at the start were kind of funny, I just left them in for comedic purposes. I hope people get the same chuckle out of them that we did earlier today. But to everybody who's been tuning in uh, live uh, and Super Chatter supporting the show, thank you guys for uh, for keeping us honest while we try to maintain sincerity and keep in touch with the facts. If you're listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform, or maybe BitChute if you're done with YouTube, uh, listening on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show really appreciate it remember there is more material including wednesday night's call-in show on demand on the audio platforms so check those out it's apple podcasts google play soundcloud stitcher they're all linked conveniently in the description for you and you can always email us that's beauty in the beta at gmail.com we will be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd you sleepy-eyed son of a bitch it's not meet the press it is beauty and the beta I Caesar. <laughs> Owen Schroyer after the break. Thanks guys. Have a Bye good guys. Night. Welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the evening, returning guest, Owen Schroyer of Debating AIDS, Skrillex, and of course, InfoWars fame. Owen, uh, thanks for joining us. Good to see you again, man. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back on with you guys. You guys are one of the few shows that will have us on now. You know, we're like the older <laughs> one. I suppose so. I was looking back last time we actually had you on the show was the weekend after Trump was elected, the weekend after the election. Wow, um, really? So, so that's you know, almost two years ago. Yeah, it's going on quite some time. So obviously, we'll discuss what's going on with Infowars. But what's been going on with you personally? How are things? Oh, well, things are pretty interesting. Uh, pretty much just fighting the Infowar every day. That's pretty much what I did all weekend. Uh, I went to a march yesterday. I've been doing a YouTube blitz right now in response to the censorship. But uh, 
I don't know if you're trying to get personal or anything. You know, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. Well, you know? <laughs> I do know we might have some. We've, we're proud of our increasing female listener demographic. So if you want to advertise, go right ahead. I don't, <laughs> oh, no, I don't. That's our, we'll keep, we'll keep yeah. that out of the, the internet. So I don't really yeah, do yeah. that. So obviously InfoWars, as we've talked about, I've talked, we've talked about individually, we've talked about it on the show. InfoWars is the pariah of all social media now. And it, to the point you were making, it seems like the pariah of a lot of social commentators. Yeah. So give us a sense of what's going on at InfoWars HQ. Like it, it, obviously, you know, whatever's private is private, but what's the scene like down in Austin? Well, so we've always kind of been expecting this, right? We've been, we've been reporting how it was coming. I don't know if it even really, you know, hit home until it actually happened and Alex became the test case. But I mean, you know, scarcity is, it creates demand. So there's more people that are in demand for InfoWars. Alex Jones is. Uh Oh, I lost him. One of the reasons we don't do this live. So no pressure for me to make funnies, (laughs) which is good. Maybe the globalists learned of this stream. (laughs) Shut it down. (laughs) You should leave that in. I might start it up again. Sorry about the interruption, but yeah, you were talking about what's going on at uh, Infowars HQ. Yeah, we're getting, basically just being hacked by Russians all the time, <laughs> just like we were on this live broadcast. Yeah. No, um, we've been you know ready for this. It didn't really hit home, I think, until it actually happened, and and we were actually in the middle of the storm. But you know, I think for Infowars, it's been almost a victory because a we were right. And people said we were crazy for saying that, but we were right. And then B, more people are looking for our information. Scarcity creates demand. And I think it just vindicates everything that we've reported. Honestly, I think that by striking us down like they did, it just vindicates everything we've ever reported and makes InfoWars even more powerful. They gave you the full Obi-Wan is what you're saying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, wow, that joke really didn't land. <laughs> And then he disappears. All right, I'm back. Okay, all right. <laughs> we left, yeah, we left off on a joke, and then you disappeared. I was like, damn, I guess that joke really sucked. Anyway, um, appreciate <laughs> yes, everybody's we have patience. Yes, we Obi-Wan. Yes. And, you have, and I've just disappeared again. Ah. Oh. Okay, we switched to Skype. That's going to put an end to the technical difficulties. I don't even remember where we left off, but it was something about what's going on uh, at InfoWars HQ and how everybody's responding to the craziness. Well, the technical difficulties that we just dealt with is the perfect example, the hoops that we just had to jump through and the workarounds that we just had to go through. And I have a smile on my face. I mean, that's that's actually probably the perfect personification of where InfoWars is at right now. We're jumping through hoops. We're putting out fires. We're, we're adapting to the censorship right now. We're trying to figure out what to do for the future, but we've been expecting this and we got full Obi-Wan, as you said earlier, that I missed the original joke and I laughed at it the second go around. So we got fully Obi-Wan. We're more powerful than ever. And it's really just, I don't even know, man. It's crazy to think that I have friends and family that always thought I was crazy and are now seeing the censorship happening, seeing everything I said, you know, coming out. And it's just kind of like, you know, but they, I don't, do you get it yet? You know, I don't, I don't think they get it yet. It's, oh, you're just being erased off the internet. Oh, I just can't find your broadcast anymore. It's like, oh, you know, that's just what they decided to do. It's like, no, this is literal fascism that we're talking about right here. This is an actual coup 
uh-huh. against a duly elected president. That's what's going yeah. on right now. That's the real situation, and people don't want to face it. We were talking about this on the show last week, but do you think that all of these tech heads actually spoke to one another about doing this on the same day? It was just too coincidental. And so we were thinking, like, that's highly conspiratorial, but I'm like, they they had to talk to each other about it. It happened on the same day. My guess is they've got good lawyers, and they know better than to do that. So they probably had intermediaries, yeah. um, or, or most likely they were just taking uh, – commands from the Democrats, you know? So I think, I think that's the real fascism though, is it's the Democrat party colluding with the tech left right now with Silicon Valley, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Apple, Google, etc. I think that that's the real collusion. So whether or not the heads of the actual companies ever met and decided, all right, on this day, we're going to get Alex Jones. Maybe they didn't, maybe not. I think that they know that that would be illegal, probably antitrust violation, like to the highest extent. So my guess is they're using the Democrats as an intermediary or lawyers or something like that. But I, yeah, the answer is though, yes, they did definitely collude. This was 100% conscious on all of their behalfs to do this to Alex Jones and to begin the rollout of the censorship. I don't know. Again, like I said, they have good lawyers. They know how to get around this stuff legally. Uh, but somehow, some way, it's obvious. Everybody sees it. They clearly colluded in order to, to silence Infowars and, and to unhuman and erase Alex Jones from the Internet. Clear collusion. Yeah. Everybody sees it. The extent and the exact details of which it, it went down, I can't, I can't say for certain. But I think everybody sees that there was definitely some collusion here and probably some antitrust violations. I think it's interesting the angle they're taking to justify the bannings, because if I were to predict this before, I would have thought, well, they're going to go after InfoWars for fake news, conspiracy theorizing, that sort of thing. Instead, what they're taking, at least what I see, is mostly this violence angle. We, uh, we're going to listen to it earlier, or later on the show, Blonde. Uh, Jack Dorsey talking about why Alex Jones just got this weak suspension, week-long suspension, for what they called an incitement to violence. And Jared Holt's case that he made against InfoWars, including Owen personally, was about incitement to violence. And when you, it seems like every single one of these cases, it's either taken wildly out of context or totally misrepresented, including this one with Jack Dorsey. And I'm not aware of any sincere call to violence that I've heard of. The worst thing from InfoWars the the worst example I can recall that wasn't a call to violence but ended up quasi violent was the Pizzagate like rifle guy at the at the pizza shop. But Alex Jones apologized for that. At least I was reading about that. Anyway, I, I guess my question and is and that and that was a weird story in and of itself too. That was like Magic Bullet 2.0. But we don't need to go down that road. Well, I'm yeah. The, what I'm getting at, and I'm just going way roundabout way. So sorry about that. But what I'm getting <laughs> at is what I'm getting at is why do you think they went the violence route? And why do you think they stretch so far to demonstrate it? It's, it's strange to me. I wouldn't have predicted that. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, really, they tried everything, though. I mean, I guess the violence route is the one that they're kind of using right now, I think, to, to bring them down. But if you, if you recall, it was just a week before. So I guess two or three weeks ago now, it was just a week before the big ban of Alex Jones that they said that he pushed a kid down in some viral video. Yeah, huh. I heard Alex didn't even was hear not, that. Alex, so there was a viral video about some kid, and he's like harassing people at a super center or something, and he harasses the wrong guy, and the guy says, "You know what? Enough of you, kid!" and shoves him to the ground. It's this viral video, 
Alex plays it on his show. He gets he gets struck for for violence. He, he for playing that video that that was played everywhere else on mainstream television, main, oh. mainstream news everywhere. He we get struck for playing that video. Then they wrote stories saying that it was Alex in that video hitting the kid when it was some just random video that he just played on the show. So I think maybe it was kind of a way to distract from that huge fake news that they reported about Alex the week before to come out and say, oh, he's causing violence. And, you know, the funny thing to me about it is because, I, like I said, I've got friends and family that, uh, for lack of a better term, let's say they think I'm crazy or they think Alex is crazy. And but they follow it. They kind of they find it intriguing, you know, what I'm doing and, and what InfoWars is doing. They find it at least intriguing. So they follow it. And the new phenomenon that I'm seeing is that because they follow the InfoWars saga and because they follow the Alex Jones mania, there's this there's phenomenon happening where now they're I mean, they're like, oh, they're banning Alex Jones. They're banning Alex Jones. And so they say, here's a, Alex Jones said that, get your battle rifles ready. And so people are sitting on the edge of their seats waiting to hear it. Like, oh, I want to hear Alex say it. And then they never show the clip. Or they're saying, uh, Alex, you know, hits his kid. Alex got raided by the FCC. Alex did. So it's all fake news. I mean, it's literally all fake news. Yeah. And so people who just follow the Alex Jones mania, people who just follow the Infowars saga are still tuned into this. Like, ooh, I want to see him say grab your battle rifle. Ooh, I want to <laughs> yeah. see him hit his kid. Oh, let's see the FCC raid. And then they find out all of it's fake news and it, none of it ever existed. And so then they get ticked at the people who are erasing Alex Jones, the people who are lying about Alex Jones. So again, it's just like another level of the strike me down and and I get more powerful than ever. It's I don't even know if they can even measure most of the stuff out. I think that they're just kind of spinning wildly, just like, you know, flailing their arms. Like they don't even know what to do, man. I just think they're totally panicked and I'm not sure how well thought out uh, some of their some of their short-term moves are, are now. Yeah. Hmm. Another thing I've been surprised by, I understand why media outlets are going after InfoWars. They want to control information. InfoWars is a threat at some level. I mean, any alternative media is a threat at some level. Alternative media is doing very well. Legacy media not doing so great. InfoWars, I think, is the easy target to start with because they can try to justify it in a million different ways. And I think that's what we're watching. But why do you think some people in alternative media, and I'm not naming names, but some people in alternative media have hesitated to defend Infowars on free speech grounds, not necessarily the content, but just the right to speak freely and the right to right. your opinions and your free speech and all that. Um, or in some cases even said, good, I'm glad Infowars is gone off these yep. platforms. Why do, you th why do you think people are hesitating to come to your defense? Well, I think one angle is you've got people that have built up you know, a very large audience base and they've worked really hard to do such a thing on a YouTube or a Facebook or what have you. And so they don't want to see that disappeared just because they talk about Alex Jones or stand up for Infowars. So I think that that's one angle. I think another angle is not just afraid of the censorship that they may endure if they talk or report about Alex Jones or Infowars, but then also I think maybe they're worried that some of their audience is afraid of Alex Jones or hate Alex Jones or Infowars. So they don't want to push away some of their audience. So I, I think that that's what's driving that. It's too bad that that's the case. Hopefully, I mean, what it would take to get people to wake up is to start seeing other 
you know, YouTube channels starting getting taken down. And that's already happening too. Yeah. But yeah. it's mostly but it's mostly in conservative circles. So like outside of that, people aren't really they're not really faced with that yet. But this is so, coming for Philly D, which is who we're all talking about. I'm not saying <laughs> any names, blonde. Oh, whatever. It just makes <laughs> me so mad when your own when your own platform is going to be threatened, how you could be like, well, I disagree with Alex Jones. Irrelevant. It, it's totally irrelevant whether or not you agree with somebody's it, opinion. And it is frustrating how you have to do like five disavows before talking about it. And I've I know. had a, a select few. It's not common in my audience or our audience because I think our audience is a very pro-free speech crowd that gets it. Like, I don't have to say, well, I disagree with Alex Jones about this and about that. I disagree with everybody about the whole host about of Sandy Hook was awful, but... <laughs> right, yeah. right, but, right. yeah. But, but, uh, but even within our audience, I just select a few people, you know, coming at me and saying, well, surely you'd tell me that you don't agree with Alex Jones. But it's like, that's not what I'm talking about anyway. I'm not vetting Alex Jones's claims of opinion or fact. I'm defending his right to speak freely in the same way I'll defend my own or anybody else's. It's crucial. And I don't know. It's just frustrating that if you don't, if you don't whip yourself five times before talking about it, they're going to come after you. And I don't know. I just, I don't understand why Alex Jones is unique in that regard. Nobody else do I have to preface that much, uh, whether I agree or disagree before defending free speech. Yeah. That's the Orwellian unhuman. I mean, that is the Orwellian propaganda that they have unleashed on Alex Jones. But even Bill Maher, I mean, Bill Maher yeah. comes out and stands up for Alex Jones. I mean, my goodness, how much how much trash has Alex Jones talked on Bill Maher? And even Bill Maher says, look, it's supposed to put we're supposed to stand up for free speech. We're the liberals. I mean, who would have thought Bill Maher was going to be the voice of reason on the left when it came to, to yeah. free speech? But, you know, it's, it's really shocking. I mean, not just. You know, we're talking about some YouTubers that where they're the ones that are next, right? But it's even mainstream news. I mean, only a handful of people on television even would stand up for Alex Jones or or stand up for Infowars or even free speech yeah. for that matter. So I think there's just been a chilling effect right now on the media when it comes to Alex Jones. And so, yeah. you know, he's Voldemort. Yeah. And it's I'm, not just – oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm very concerned with people's inability uh, – well, they, they just seem like it's it's necessary that they conflate – condoning everything that he says with with giving him a platform like they just can't separate these things in their mind and that is the most concerning thing of all that that they can't separate these well and again it's not even an issue that you're going to come on here and stand up for what alex jones said you're just going to stand up for his right to say it yeah i mean it's you know what happened i thought it, i thought that we all learned this in school free speech mm -hmm. is protected for hate speech. It's for it's protected for speech you disagree right. with. I mean, that exactly. that really is why we have the First Amendment. And, and it's so contorted now. And I mean, what happened? I mean, we're all about the same age. I remember growing up, we had the old thing that we used to say sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words can never hurt me. I mean, it was like a, it was like a lesson in school. Like you don't let yeah. people bully you. You don't let people, yeah. you know, say things that hurt your feelings. And now we've come so far. So it's like, Oh my gosh, Alex Jones said that. Oh, it's just like total meltdown mode. Right. Yeah. There's and, this and concept I, that speech can inherently can be violent, when it, which unless yeah. it's a call to violence, it can't be. It's impossible. And I can already hear a select few people listening and saying, actually, free speech in the First Amendment only protect you from government intervention. Well, one, we're really talking about a cultural value here and about free speech in terms of the way we treat each other. That is to say, you can say what you want and I will be reserved and respectful enough not to try to ruin your life over what right. you say. But two, the other inf interesting thing about the InfoWars case, I don't know if you saw this, Owen, but I thought it was 
fascinating and really troublesome that you had senators like Chris Murphy coming out and saying, yes, good job, Silicon Valley, for banning Infowars. We need to do more to protect democracy or something. Control the information for the people or of the people to protect democracy. I'm Senator Chris Murphy. Give me all your guns. I'll control the information. But I'm the great protector of liberty, freedom, and democracy. What do you think about government? Because this does intersect with that. When we have government officials speaking about praising social media censorship of people for their opinions. And isn't that fascism? I mean, that's what we're talking about here. That is fascism. And the Democrats have said that on testimony on the Hill. They've said, you know, censor Alex Jones, censor Infowars. So so it's, it's right out of the Democrats' mouth here. They even put it on Twitter, like you said. So, I mean, but this is just to kind of jump off another uh, to another track here that's is a similar topic, though. The Democrats right now are are actually running a campaign for the midterm elections that is anti-free speech, so anti-First Amendment, anti-Second Amendment, open borders, anti-America. I mean, this is the Democrat hate Trump. That is that is the Democrat campaign for the midterms, and they actually think that this is going to win. I guess so. It'll be <laughs> interesting. Know. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. We have but, a recurring segment on our show, like how Democrats are going to choose to lose in 2020. It's, it's going to be it, a miracle. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh I think it's fantastic. What, what I mean, What's the odds on favorite right now? Oh, we just we, it's kind of a recurring segment where we just feature okay. little little examples every week of how they're how they're going to lose miraculously. So things like Nancy Pelosi coming out and saying we need to put Democrats in Congress so that we can give illegals more political leverage, which she said last leverage. week. I had to listen to that clip four or five <laughs> times because I could I thought, no, no, I'm mishearing this. She must mean something else. Right. Or the Maxine Waters saga. The more they right. do stuff like this, the more I'm, I'm reassured that there's not going to be this blue wave. Um, if they were moving towards the center, I'd be very worried about it. Right. They could pull a lot of votes by just saying, mm, you know, we think Trump's a little brash, a little disrespectful. We don't like his tone. We don't like this. We don't like that. Here are some positive ideas uh, for the direction of the country. And by the way, we love this country, but they can't even do that. We'll talk about this too, Blonde. You got Andrew Cuomo coming out and saying, Trump wants to make America great. I got news for you. America was never that great. <laughs> okay. Uh, Good luck, dude. Excellent campaign message. Right. Yeah. And that's the governor of New York. Yeah. Statue of Liberty, the Twin Towers, uh, you know, you've got the Empire State Building. I mean, but I guess it's not great. Times Square, you know, Manhattan. Nope. New York, just never great. I guess America's never great. That's the governor of New York. And that's really just the honestly, that's the Democrats admitting that they destroyed America. Because what are they talking about? America was never that great. Are they talking about the the inner cities that are impoverished and unsafe? Is that, is that because I'm trying, are they talking about slavery, which the Democrats fought for? Are they talking about the racist uh, ancestors? That was the Democrats. I mean, who, what are they talking about here? Yeah. So, so all of this America was never great stuff. All this hate that they have for America's history. It's their own history. It's the history of the left in America and they can't even face it. I mean, look, if, if people like, and it'll probably happen, sadly, you know, Nancy Pelosi is going to end up back in back in Congress, but it's just like, how can people elect somebody like that? Forget the values. I mean, the values obviously are deranged, but no, she's actually now, you can clearly tell she is, this is a mentally deranged woman. <laughs> like this is a woman suffering from severe dementia. Yeah. And, oh, you and just got who us knows a, what else. You got us a community guidelines strike for personal attack or something like that. Now right. imagine a yeah. stroll in San Francisco to vote, go vote for Nancy Pelosi. Step over all the shit piles and the syringes and cast <laughs> your ballot for a true yeah. American hero. Yeah. Maintain the status quo. 
Vote yeah, for Nancy I'm for Pelosi. Pelosi and Feinstein. Yes, making San Francisco shit again. Yes, exactly. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, um, so tell me more about uh, you. You've mentioned this a little bit throughout your commentary here. You mentioned that Infowars is seeing a bunch more traffic, but. I had seen that, did the website in fact go down for a little while? And is that traffic related or did someone try to take it down? So actually I, I never even got to the bottom of that. What I, what happened was something happened to the servers that were hosting our main website. And so we had to redirect to an emergency server. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I never found out what actually happened. If that was, I heard, I heard DDoS, but I don't know it was, if it was DDoS or if it was somebody, you know, tripped over a wire. Um, which would be coincidental, but um, it was down for for a brief moment, and like I said, we had to redirect, and then we got it back up and running. We're just it's it's just like we talked about at the beginning. There's a new hoop to jump through every day. Uh, you know, there's a new fire to put out every day. There's a new thing we have to adapt to every day. It's kind of an ongoing process. So that's kind of why we haven't really launched like a committed expansion to another platform yet is because we we really don't even know what we're going to look like on right. the other side of all of the censorship. We don't even know what the playing field is necessarily going to look like either. So so that's kind of I think where we stand at least that's where my head is at. I'm not I'm not speaking for for Alex who who is the head of the company, but that's kind of where my head is at right now. And it's it's I mean like I said, I mean it sucks for free speech. This is a, this is an awful event for free speech in America. I mean, you know, maybe one of the worst things in modern history. Uh, but for Infowars and for for Alex Jones and for Owen Troyer and for us, it's it's only helping us honestly. It's, we're, making us scarce is creating more demand, and we're more powerful than ever. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious about the website specifically because all these people obviously they're they're happy that you're banned off social media, but I see no reason to believe that they're going to be happy with that. They don't just want you gone on Twitter or YouTube or wherever. Yep. They want you off the internet. And so what I'm guessing, what I'm predicting, or what I see happening is they're going to try to do what they can to get rid of the InfoWars website or get rid of your online mm-hmm. presence, whether that's contacting the people or harassing the people who host the website itself. I don't know what the structure is at InfoWars or whether it's through some kind of technological attack like DDoS and other things. This is not it's not just going to be, well, good enough. They're off. They're off Facebook. We don't have to worry about yeah. this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but think about it like this. It's like in the dark night when the Batman thinks the Joker wants to kill him. He's like, I don't want to kill you. You're too much fun. What are hmm. they going to do without us? Who are they going to try to troll? Who are they going to listen that, to all day? That's all these people do. I don't even the, think they're yeah. realizing it. That's the irony of people like Jared Holt. They'll try to get you banned off all these platforms. And then there's, he's still going to go back to just reposting InfoWars content on Monday morning. Yeah, like he's just gonna nothing. he's just he's just gonna quote what Owen says talking on his show on Monday morning. It, it doesn't it's like if you got it banned entirely, to your point, he'd be out of a job. So they probably maybe they yeah, don't want yeah. that in full. That one, but. he his total lack of self awareness. I mean, he said in that um in that article that he did this because he couldn't get his podcast posted on hosted <laughs> yeah. on Spotify. Right. It's like, are you even listening to yourself? Like you're saying that your own spite caused this, made you do this. Idiot. Well, that's just everything on the left right now, isn't it? They're all still just ticked off that Trump won. They just can't yeah. get, they can't let go. Yeah. Yep. Oh, if only we had Hillary. Oh my gosh. 
my last question for you is obviously you've been you mentioned you've been just kind of on this infowars blitz you're going out and talking to people in public places you're i've seen you i've seen you all over your own youtube channel and on your own twitter reposting infowars content is there has there been any kind of threat against your channels your social media because of that or are you not in trouble for that uh, actually this is this is really amazing so there's three hosts right now at infowars that are in studio every day it's David Knight, Alex Jones, and myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Jones, as everyone is aware, has been pretty much unhumaned and deplatformed off the internet. Uh, David Knight, for the most part, is pretty much off the internet. He's not allowed on Facebook or YouTube. I, I maybe still on Twitter. I think that I think that they're still allowed on Twitter, but not on Facebook or anything. Somehow, I've had the least amount of censorship against me. Um, once we had the big censorship day a couple weeks ago. I redirected our live streams to my personal YouTube channel that received a strike immediately. Hmm. So I cannot go live from my YouTube channel. That's the second time we've had this strike happen against us. Um, That's on the War Room channel, though. On my channel personally, it I guess would be the second strike, too. But the last one was like four years ago when I was doing my own thing. So my YouTube channel is still active, but I can't go live from it. The War Room YouTube channel is currently suspended, can't go live, can't upload, I think for another maybe week or two. Hmm. And then Facebook, we've been suspended twice. The War Room channel has been suspended twice, but is now back operational and can go live. And on Twitter, I've never been suspended, and I've never received a strike or a warning, and I've always been able to go live. So that's where I stand right now. So so I am I'm the most... I, I, and that's kind of another reason for my YouTube blitz. I'm the most available Infowars host even even right now because I'm allowed to go on Facebook, allowed to go on Twitter, and uh, everyone's rebroadcasting my YouTube stream, so, which somehow is able to happen. So just, that's why I'm trying to take advantage of this. Yeah, yeah. Just so I'm clear, so I understand exactly what's going on. Let's say you sit at your war room desk, as you said you did. You sit at your war room desk, you send a live stream to, to Owen's personal YouTube channel. That gets a strike. However, you upload... Old footage from you in the streets interviewing people with the InfoWars mic and all the InfoWars stuff. That's fine. Also, if you streamed from your phone or even from the desk you're at now, also fine. Just the InfoWars studio. Except on YouTube. Except on YouTube. I can't go go live anywhere on YouTube right now, uh, uh, but I can go live on Facebook and I can go live on Twitter. Because, but yes. you can't go live on YouTube because you got the strike for the War Room stream. Is that that's what you're saying? Yes. But yes. once that goes away, you could stream from anywhere. But that right. uh, apparently, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the strikes don't even make sense, man. They don't even they don't even tell us what the strikes are for. You know, no. it's so. Uh... All right. Well, we're right up on time. Did you have any more questions, Blonde? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Thanks for coming back on. I can't believe it's been two years. Let's uh, yeah, have a little less distance in between, a little less yeah, time. Time is fine. Hey, but I'm glad that you guys are still doing your your videos and your podcast. Yeah, so yeah. you actually believe it. I mean, you guys have outlasted a lot of Comedy Central hosts like, like the opposition. <laughs> Michelle Wolf, yeah. Michelle Wolf, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Justin Klepper, or whatever his name Don't was. Don't forget Chelsea uh, Handler, R.I.P. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So so there you go. So you guys, but this is the new age. You're you're more entertaining, you're better than what people are, are losing their shows on, on Comedy Central and other platforms. So, <laughs> so good for you guys. 
Awesome. Well, thank you, Owen. Very kind. That's our guest, Owen Schroyer. Uh, I have linked your YouTube channel and your Twitter account in the description. Are there other places you want to send people to find your stuff? Yes. If you want to find my live broadcast every day, it's 3 to 6 p.m. Central weekdays at Infowars.com slash show. Infowars.com slash show is where you can find all our live content. That'll probably be the only platform we're allowed on before long. Well, thank you for making time for us. Uh, good to see you again. And thanks, everyone else, for tuning in tonight. I really appreciate it. Bye, guys. All right, y'all. We'll talk again.